Blog Talk Radio. WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, if you need lucha masks, DVDs, T-shirts, all kinds of different stuff, uh, even as some uh, CMLO lucha action figures up there. Um, Jeff is running a special at WrestleWarehouse.com. If you purchase any three XPW DVDs, you will get a free SoCal Pro Wrestling DVD, free of charge, a random disc, or you can go through through the listings of. Uh, the SoCal Pro Wrestling shows, and you can write in the request in the comments section the, the date of the show. Um, I suggest any of the shows from this year. They were all good. Jeez, um, uh, all year they've just been tearing it up with Adam Pierce, SoCal Crazy, uh, Jason Redondo, um, Baby Slim, Alcatraz came back. Uh, just good stuff. Uh, once again, that's WrestleWarehouse.com. Um, Tell Jeff from KZ, or tell Jeff that KZ from Rubberguard Radio sent you, and that uh, you can get either a random SoCal Pro Wrestling DVD, or you can go through the listings and uh, in the uh, comments section you can write down uh, whichever show you would like. Uh, you know, just good stuff. Uh, you know, he's got all kinds of different XPW shows and whatnot. Um, and the other sponsor for our show would be FogCityWrestling.com. Uh, Fog City is based out of San Francisco. Um, it's the only indie based out of San Francisco in the city. I mean, they run in San Francisco. Um, their next show is July 5th at Kizar Auditorium. Um, one of the main events is a rematch from the movie Beyond the Mat, 10 years plus in the making, Shooter Tony Jones against my personal favorite indie worker, the natural one, Michael Modest. Um, this is just good shit. If you have not seen Michael Modest live, you need to see this guy. He is an exceptional heel and a great, great talent. It's a shame, you know. I, I echo what Roland Alexander did say in Beyond the Mad, that it's a shame that Mike Mike doesn't have a contract anywhere. Um, he did his thing in Noah. He worked the Tokyo Dome. He worked Misawa, Kabashi. You know, his dreams came true, but he's back in the business. Um, I can't speak for Mike, but I don't know why. Um, but... It's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, we have all kinds of people showing up. We have Olafa, the Samoan tank, who's one big motherfucker. Uh, we have Rikishi will be on the on the bill. We have a fresh off a tour of Dragon Gate. By that time would be Eric Cannon. Uh, let me see. We have Baby Slim coming up from San Diego. Uh, Brian Cage. 
Uh, no Brandon Bonham this time. Uh, Mr. Bonham has other commitments, which kind of sucks because I was hoping to see uh, Brandon Bonham take on his trainer, Eric Cannon. But, you know, you can't have everything uh, everything that you want all the time. Uh, once again, FogCityWrestling.com, uh, July 5th, which is the day after the 4th of July. It's a Saturday, and they'll be debuting at the Kizar, Kizar Pavilion in San Francisco on Stanion off of, off of 8th. Uh, it's a beautiful building. I've seen quite a few uh, wrestling shows there and roller derby too. So, but it is a hell of a spot. Um, also, uh, those in anywhere in Southern California, hell, Central, Northern California, uh, we got people coming in from all over to see XPW. Uh, Cold Dan Hell, uh, uh, May 24th. It's the XPW reunion show. Um, I'm not going to run down the card because um, I'm going to run down the card next uh, Thursday and we'll get some predictions from a couple friends of mine that will be on the show after Chris Kloss. Uh, the second hour will be like predictions and we'll be taking calls and whatnot. But uh, it looks looks crazy. Um, the main event, um, Deathmatch Dream Match. Uh, we were talking about this months ago with Supreme, uh, Supreme and Necro Butcher. Uh, Bob Wire Deathmatch. What more are you going to say, man? These guys are fucking nuts, and they're going to do whatever they have to do to get the crowd on their side and just bring it. Uh, there's talent up and down. I, I mean, thexpw.com. That's all I could say, thexpw.com. Um, you get all the lineups and everything. I mean, you got Funk, Sabu, uh, my personal favorite, Pogo the Clown. Uh, White Trash, John, Johnny Webb will be in the house. Uh, New Jack will be re-teaming, reuniting with Mustafa to reform the gangsters to take on the West Side NGZs. Uh, that should be fun. Um, all kinds of stuff. Angel and GQ Money in their rubber match. It's just going to be insane. Uh, Luke Hawks has put out an open challenge. And this has got me very excited. We have a Rev Pro, Revolution Pro, in a six-man tag team war with XPW. Um, we don't know who's on what side. But we know that American Wild Child, Ron fucking Rivera, is coming out of retirement. The man, the myth, the legend, the man who started, you know, a who's who in SoCal Pro Indies. Um, he broke in everybody. Uh, Ron is Ron. If you haven't ever heard of AWC or Ron Rivera, you must have been living under a fucking rock. But, uh, well, I, I first met Ron in uh, mid-97, summer of 97. Um, you can go back to the show that we did with Taro. And uh, we talk about Taro's debut match with uh, Ultimo Dragon Cito. Um, there's just all kinds of Ron Rivera stories out there. And I'm desperately trying to get Ron on the show. And, you know, I, I'd love to sit and talk for two hours. With, you know, Ron knows his shit and then some. But uh, in the first hour, our guest will, for tonight will be the former Ultra Boy, Luke Hawks. And in the second hour... I wouldn't consider him an XPW star. Um, he's just a, a SoCal uh, stalwart. He works for Pro Wrestling Gorilla, um, Jesse Hernandez, EWF, up in San Bernardino and Covina. Um, he's all over the place. I hear he may be going south, you know, to work some stuff. Uh, Scorpio Sky, the man, the myth, the legend. I think that um, Scorp has really turned up his game since losing his mask, um, and they broke up the Aerial Express which, I mean, it would, they were a hell of a team, but I think that they've gone, you know, as far as they can go. Um, since uh, Luke is late, we'll open up the phone lines, area code 347-215-7946. Uh, we'll talk about pretty much anything that's on your mind. Um, I'll be at XPW, uh, what's going on in WWE, um, whatever the fuck happened at TNA, 
on th- on Sunday, which I have no idea, but I heard it was a clusterfuck. Um, if it weren't for Brian and Vinny, I wouldn't know what the hell's going on. But yeah, that's a cheap plug. Figure4online.com. Check them out. Uh, 7.99 a month. Um, so much audio. You know, you got classic wrestling with Carl Stern. Uh, you have the the indie wackiness with Dr. Keith Lubinsky, personal friend of the show. Uh, Japan hockey talk with uh, the big audio nightmare. Uh, Mike Sempervivi and Adam Summers, uh, friends of the show again, uh, rocking it with the Puro and hockey and whatnot and boxing even. And then we have uh, the Brian and Vinny show, which they review everything under the sun and it's pretty good comedy. Um, then there's Figure Four Daily. Um, what can I say? Uh, Brian gets guests that you know a lot of people don't get. You know, I mean he retreads, but you know who the fuck's perfect, right? But I would definitely check him out. Um, oh, can't forget my boy Coughlin with uh, Five Star Radio, um, MMA, strictly MMA, uh, very good stuff. Uh, Mr. Coughlin does know his shit, so I would uh, definitely check that out. Um, <laughs> oh boy, the New Orleans Hornets are on TV, so. Uh, I'm guessing that's why uh, Mr. Lou Cox is late. What's up about there, Marky, 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 Mark? Congrats, brother. You know what for. I'm not going to mention it, but you know what for. Congrats, baby. Much love to you. Well, it's good to see that uh, at least the ring announcer for Fox City Wrestling and, and many other independents in the Bay Area is listening to the guard. But, uh, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to play a quick little bit of Shiki Love, and I'm going to pull up some news. What we're going to do is we're going to try that again. I'm just going to hit the button once, see what happens. God, you got to love dead air. Madison, Madison. <laughs> Madison. Fuck it, son of a bitch. You are fuck, you are punk, little gay. Well, it's uh, kind of sad to announce that uh, there was a death in the world of wrestling. Uh, the last couple of days, Miss Penny Banner, uh, who was very influential uh, women uh, woman wrestler, uh, she was just she was all over the place and she was one tough broad. Uh, she was married to Johnny Weaver, and you know those stories are <sighs> wow. Well, what can I say about the uh, the stories with those two? Uh, just pretty crazy. Um, yeah, she was she was battling cancer and for just years, and you know she. She died peacefully in her sleep, so that's uh, you know Godspeed. You know it's 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 rough when someone you know is hurting from uh, from cancer. It's just some pretty bad stuff. Um, let me see. Uh, looks like Abyss will be returning to TNA. Um, he won't be you know in the ring, but uh, this Thursday they'll they'll lead off uh, 
to do a little teaser with the video package. Um, on the MMA side, we have uh, Dream 4, which takes place on the 15th of June at the Yokohama Arena. Uh, to be honest, I'm not following this stuff. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't like MMA in a ring. Um, that's just me. Yeah, I, I'm just really not into it. Um, I, I That and I'm not a big uh, fan of the pride stuff with the with the uh, knees on the ground and all that shit. Um, also, uh, Kayfabe Commentaries has just put out a new DVD with the Sandman. Uh, you can get that at kayfabecommentaries.com. I strongly urge you to go out of your way to see each and every release that the Chris there has put out. That's some good stuff. Um, be it the best the guest booker, the you shoots. I think it might be a you shoot with a uh, Sandman. Um, let me look here. I think it might be a you shoot. I hope it's a you shoot. If it's a you shoot. It's awesome because they. Uh, what happens is they they put in uh, uh, calls from uh, or um, emails and videos that are sent in from listeners and and fans and stuff. It's it's pretty good stuff. The uh, you shoot with Honky Tonk Man was just gold. Uh, the Missy Hyatt one, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to bury you, Missy, because uh, I'd love to have you on the show. But uh, to be honest, you need to uh, you know step up your your stuff. Um, your shtick is getting a little old. But holy shit, it is a you shoot with Sandman. Kfabecommentaries.com. Enough said on that one. Uh, once again, we're waiting for Luke Hawks to uh, step away from that. Uh, that basketball game that's going on there with his, uh, ah, there I go again, Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Try again, uh, New Orleans Hornets. Um, yeah, I I checked out the uh, guest booker with Raven um, last week, where uh, in '96 um, Hall and Nash instead of going to WCW went to ECW after leaving, you know, doing the farewell to the clip thing and all that, and they uh, they went to ECW instead and. And Raven just booked it, and it was just awesome stuff. Uh, we have guest booker with J.J. Dillon, guest booker with uh, guest booker with Gabe Sapolsky, which was okay. Guest booker Kevin Sullivan was fun. He rebooked the year 1984 in the WWF without Hogan. Um, that was fun stuff. Um, they put out uh, my side of the story um, with uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Tito Santana, and they. They discussed their their program and their feud um, individually and then together. I think it's a pretty novel idea. And I'm sorry, Rob, at our video, but um, K-Fabe Commentaries Brothers, the cutting edge man. They're just they're they're all over everything. Um, no offense, brother. I mean your your stuff's good too, but you know, K-Fabe Commentaries man's rocking the new ideas and shit. Yeah, I got got to put them over, man. They're they're just you know, they're really doing a good job, and we're waiting for Luke Hawks to uh, call in. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, well, are we going to talk about Nick Hogan? Eight months, five years probation. That don't mean shit, man. The judge didn't throw nothing at him because they know they're fucked in the civil in the civil. Uh, judgment they're fucked excuse me guys I'm sorry I had to drink drink my coffee I am running a little low on energy here 
So it's uh, been a rather quiet day for news. Um, we can check out the news from uh, from yesterday as well. Um, Mick Foley's going to be making another appearance on ECW. Um, he's going to do another segment with uh, the teacher, Matt Stryker. Uh, garbage. You know, now I know why I don't watch because <laughs> it's pretty bad. But um, let's see. Uh, boy, Jay Briscoe vacated the ROH tag titles after the show Saturday night. There'll be a one-night tournament in Hartford. First teams announced: Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black, and then my pick to win it: Kevin Steen and El Generico. Um, Kevin Steen and El Generico are just fucking awesome, 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 awesome. When I first see, saw them team. Oh boy, was it early early '06? I think or '05. Whichever year they were in the tag league for Chikara. Yeah, I saw them. I I saw the indie stuff they do up there in Canada, and it was pretty good. And I, I they're a good, really good team, but they're also a really good um, uh, good opponents too. So whenever they turn, you know, or someone turns, or they break up, or whatever, it's still going to be a hell of a Hell of a program. Um, let's see. Let's throw shots out. Friends of the show and friends of Fog City. Um, New Wave Entertainment uh, out there in they they run in Europe. Um, they're going to be running June 12th and 13th in Las Palmas, Spain, and June 14th and 15th in Tenerife, Spain, as well as June 25th in Barcelona and 7-11 in Malaga. Wow. And their TV will start at the end of June on La Sexta. You know, this company is insane. They're bringing back the Ultimate Warrior to take on their champion, Orlando Jordan. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And out there, I want to throw a shout-out to Mr. Adam Pierce, a friend of the show. Uh, Adam worked the NWA Virginia show this past Saturday night, and he went to a one-hour draw with... uh, one of NWA Virginia's top stars, Damian Wayne. Um, you've heard us talk about uh, Damian Wayne before uh, when we had uh, Chris Escobar on the show. Um, yeah, Damian Wayne is a hell of a talent. Uh, keep your eyes out for that kid. He should be making making waves. Uh, he had a couple tryouts with ROH. Um, I think that he's going to end up being on the uh, NWA TV show, though. Um, also keep an eye out on Sean Denny. Sean Denny's really good, too. Uh these, and there are also Preston Quinn, who's been doing it forever out there. Uh, uh, Phil Brown, you know, they've all been doing this shit forever, and you know they're doing the shit right. So NWA Virginia's got their thing going on, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Okay. Saturday, CZW has their tournament of death. Yada yada yada. It's a shame. Mickey Knuckles is in that. A chick. Unbelievable. Drake Younger, a guy who shouldn't be killing his body, is in there. Oh, man. Unbelievable. I, I I just, I really don't understand why these guys would go out and kill themselves. But I don't know. At least I, I don't like the philosophy of CZW. Um, I'm down with hardcore wrestling. I love it. If psychology is used, um, if things are done for a reason, it's just random shit I don't understand. Um, and Zandig has no clue. So, And you know, 
John, if you would like to debate me on the air, you can contact me, myspace.com backslash radio, or email me directly, K-I-D-Z-O-M-B-I-E 2000 at AOL.com. If you would like to debate on the air, please, please contact me. I will gladly debate you on the air. Yes, I've buried you and your company in the past, and I will gladly debate with you because... As far as deathmatch wrestling goes, I got my first tape from FMW in 1990. I know my shit. So if you want to come on out and, and, and debate me about hardcore wrestling, I will gladly, gladly step up to the challenge. Okay, enough of that. Uh, we have uh, some lineups for Chikara um, in Hellertown on May 17th. In the first round of the Ray De, uh, Ray De Valores, the High Flyers tournament, they uh, have a four-way with Lindsay Dorado. Psycho, wow, they bring in Psycho from uh, Osaka Pro and, and Small Indies in Japan. That should be fun. He's cool. And uh, TJ Cannon and Elios, which is obviously my favorite uh, black Irish worker, uh, Rick O'Shea, but he has the mask on, so they have to prove it. Um, another first-round match, which should be fun, the original Mystico, Incognito, against Sanjay Dutt, against Turbo Man, another Japanese sleaze worker, um, and Stupidified from up north with uh he comes from IWS and also we have Claudio Castagnoli against the former Skyda Jorge Rivera and we have Quackenbush and Shane Storm against Fist Chuck Taylor and Granakuma wow that looks good that's going to be fun um the uh Ray De Valores tournament every year is fun it's just a bunch of guys flying around but they you know they actually use psychology when doing it so it, it you know it really doesn't bother me too much Okay, let's play another song here while we're waiting for Mr. Hawks to call in. Jeff. What's going on there, Jeff? 
Oh, not much. How you doing? Yeah, waiting for Luke Wait. to call in. Waiting for somebody? Yeah, waiting for Luke Cox to call in. He's uh, he's busy watching the New Orleans Hornets play basketball. Oh, he's live at the game? Yeah. So, I figured I'd I'd let you call in, and uh, you can plug your, your uh, My 3 XPW DVDs, get one SoCal Pro DVD special. That's right. Go to RustWarehouse.com, purchase any three XPW DVDs, and uh, we'll throw in a uh, free SoCal Pro Wrestling DVD. Just tell us what you want. If you don't know what you want, we'll just throw one in. One in. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty good deal, man. You get, uh, what, four DVDs for $30 worth of shipping? Yeah, for about 30 bucks. Oh, man. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's a really good deal, actually. Um, I, I, you know, I... When I ran down the beginning of the show with the sponsors and whatnot, I mentioned the, the buy three, get the one. And I said that any show from this year is just worth going out of your way to get. Um, I mean, I'm not burying what you did last year. I'm just saying that these shows from this year were just a, a step above. Um, everybody picked it up. I mean, from, from the top, Redondo, SoCal Crazy, Adam Pierce, Adam fucking Pierce, enough said. Um, Jason Redondo, you know, everybody on the top there, man, is just rocking it, and you got good stuff on the undercard. But uh, like I said, anything from this year is just, just gold. And I'm not saying that because you're a friend of mine or a sponsor. I'm just saying, as a wrestling fan, that stuff's good. Um, since I pimped this year, how about you pimp last year? Sell me on some DVDs from last year. Oh, well, anything is good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, Jeff. Let's let. I don't want you to toot your own horn. I want you to, you know, be as a fan sitting there when you get the DVD in from the distributor and you're watching it. Tell me what what caught your eye last year. I know the Ultra Clash show was fun. Ultra Clash from September 15th, 07, was fun. What yeah, that was, well, that was Super Clash. Shows? That was Super Clash, which had an awesome match with uh, Jason Redondo. Uh, Baby Slam, there was also Alcatraz and uh, Adam Pierce for the NWA title. Um, also had just an awesome match with the Ballard Brothers, uh, taking on Ricky Mandel, Hector Canales, and uh, Johnny Goodtime and Evangelic in a three-way tag match, which was, uh, which was an awesome match. Uh, we even, on that show, we even saw David E. Jones and Ryan Stone battle it out one-on-one. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun stuff. That was fun. Um, hey, so, well, let me, uh, I can run some shows down for you. I went to a show this past Saturday. Sure. With a couple buddies. It was, uh, not, it was not a SoCal Pro show, uh, although you can check out SoCal Pro this Saturday in Oceanside. Um, but, we checked, <laughs> but, we, but we checked out, uh, we checked out the AWS show up in LA, um, which was uh, a great show. So props to everybody on that show. Uh, it was a great show. Um, the main event was the Young Bucks, Scorpio Sky, which uh, hopefully he'll call in later, uh, and TJ Perkins. Uh, they were up against Scott Lost and the Ballard Brothers uh, and Joey Ryan, uh, which was just a great match. Um, if, if anybody out there has not seen uh, Shamu Jr., and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Piloto, suicide. Uh, I'm not even going to try it. 
the side of um, just those guys just went out there and beat the crap out of each other for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I went to the uh, AWS show in January and saw those guys, um, and they they are just unbelievable out there. Um, I have a prior commitment on the 31st. If not, I'd be up there to see the rematch. Um, I heard it was a two out of three falls. Um, anything goes. So uh, that's not going to settle it, dude. They've been doing this shit for years. <laughs> they started out. They started out in Martin Marin's, you know, World Power Wrestling down there in the Anaheim flea market, man. They've been killing each other for years. I don't think it'll ever end. Take the masks, take the hair. It's never going to end. <laughs> hey, it's hopefully just, not, because there's awesome matches that those guys are putting. They just click, and even if it's in like a tag match or, or a four-way or whatever, they still, they, they just click the way, um, how can I put it? Uh, no, I can't compare it to Flair Steamboat. Um, that's a little lofty. Um, <laughs> that's really not fair. Look, they, they really anybody. go out there and they're in true lucha fashion, just beat the crap out of each other. And it's definitely worth the ten bucks of admission uh, alone. So, you know, if you're in the LA area, go check out AWS. Definitely. That and go to the shop, dude. If you need anything, man. And you know, Bart's got lucha, lucha, lucha. You want Lucha? Go see Bart at the store. Um, I can't put him over enough. Plus, Bart's a, Bart's a good guy. You know, he's a genuine good guy. He doesn't fuck anybody over. And, Jeff, I know you can attest to that. Oh, he's got some great stuff in that store. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's what we're missing up here is a pro wrestling store. Definitely. Definitely. So, you had the eight-man... And you had the the Lucha Grudge match. Uh, what else was on the show? Um, there was another match with was uh, Sexy Sunny Samson and uh, Skulu. And Sexy Sunny Samson is something else. Um, have you have you seen any of his work? Quite a bit, actually. <laughs> uh, he's definitely uh, definitely entertaining, and uh, you know, definitely. Uh, Adds a lot to the show. So you have you have a show on the seventeenth. Yes, got a show uh, now, coming up Saturday night. Right. Well, before we get going on that show, um, is Oscar running the night after? Uh yeah, there'll be a, a lucha show in Oceanside about a block from the Boys and Girls Club, uh, which will be um, on uh, Sunday at uh, I believe it starts at four o'clock. Doors are at I think three or three thirty. Um, they're actually headlined by the masterpiece Chris Masters this Sunday night. Hmm. Who's and he's working the world famous one of my favorites, the Silver King. <laughs> That's gonna there be go. fun. Silver King That's and Chris Masters. That's gonna be fun because Silver King can do the lucha. I've seen his All Japan work recently. He can do the All Japan stronger style. He can do the comedy. He can he can do the American stuff. Silver King is what you would call a utility player in baseball. He can he can do he can play every position, and he's an exceptional talent. And he's going to pull a good match out of Masters. That's going to be a really good match. Um, Masters doesn't get enough credit. Um, he's more than a than a muscle bound geek. I mean, we saw him up here. 
You know, who, who did he work up here? Yeah, he he worked with uh, Frankie Kazarian, and uh, that was go. probably that was probably the match of the night. If not, if that didn't go to the women's match, which I never enjoy, <laughs> but uh, uh, but that was that was definitely a great match that he, that they had up there uh, with uh, big time wrestling. It's kind of kind of interesting that, that Bart's using Masters. Oscar, you know, to, well, I mean, um. Oscar, I'm sorry. It's kind of kind of odd that that Oscar's using using uh, Masters on top, but it is against Silver King. So yeah, you know he's gonna you're, you know gonna see if Masters can get that heat. Oscar Oscar brings heat. in a wide variety of guys, and he likes to give everybody a, a different different taste each month or or each show. Uh, he's running every two weeks, so um, definitely has a good product. So if you're in Oceanside, you like Lucha Libre, definitely come check it out. Um, they're great shows. Cool. All right. Well, let's get down to business. May seventeenth, the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Boys and Girls Club this Saturday, Oceanside. Uh, we're gonna have the uh, the first uh, title defense for Jason Redondo is gonna be this Saturday against uh, Baby Slim. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, they fought back at the Super Clash show, so no strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. We'll see how he does. Jason Redondo, crowned champion after last month's show with uh, Alcatraz. How was that match? Uh, it was wild. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything that could have happened, happened. And uh, in the end, Redondo picked it up. Tremendous. And we have oh, uh, and that, your, that your, your personal favorite luchador, Pandolero number two, who will be taking on... SoCal Crazy. SoCal Crazy. It's a great match. Uh, as, far as, fun. as far as I believe, this will be their first matchup. I, I don't think they've, they've worked ever in singles. Mm-hmm. And we'll see, if, uh, we'll see what can happen with this one. It'll, it'll definitely be a fast-paced, just exciting match. Awesome, awesome. Hold on just a sec, Jeff. Alrighty, caller. Welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. Who am I speaking with? Yes, this is uh, Mr. Tommy. What's going on, brother? Welcome to Rubber Guard. Yes, uh, did you already have Scorpio Sky on the air? Scorpio will be on at eight o'clock. Oh God, okay. I, I was, I really, I really wanted to know about his new CD. I really want to know about Scorpio Sky Nickel CD. We will bring it up. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a note right here, and that's going to be the first question I ask him. Thank you Never very much, sir. Pro. Never mind the Rev Pro questions. We're going to ask him straight up about that CD. I'll do it just for you. You the man, man. You the man. All right, thanks, brother, for calling in. I appreciate it. All right, bud. All right, Jeff, I'm back, brother. Okay, so we have uh, SoCal Crazy and Pandolero too. Um, Pandolero's been—he's been doing his thing, man. He's been working regularly in uh, Tijuana. He um, has, and if so, and for for all of those who were not at the Lucha show for uh, LLII uh, probably about a month and a half ago, he did lose the mullet, unfortunately. Um, a lot of people shed a tear that day. So well, it'll grow back. <laughs> you, the, the thing is, the thing is, though, you can't grow back a mask. So that's <laughs> true. True. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next, we've got uh, Johnny Goodtime and Evangelic uh, in a three-way tag match taking on the Cutlers uh, against the Ballard Brothers. Um, that's going to be wild. So it, that that's that match will be. It'll be a very fun match. It'll be it'll uh, be hornets in a hornet's nest, dude. It's just going to be guys all over the place. Um, if you you like that spotty 
you know, Flippy Fly and guys all over the place, scramble type stuff. You're going to love that one. Um, my my pick are the Ballards, of course, uh, just because they're Shannon Shannon. <laughs> just because. <sighs> that should be fun. So what's next on that show? Uh, we got Matt Twisted and Ariel Starr. Ariel Starr making his uh, debut. Um, he's been wrestling all over San Diego, uh, doing a lot of stuff with New Wave down south. And uh, we'll see a little bit more of Matt Twisted. We saw him uh, a couple months ago with uh, El Bandido, uh, which was a which was a great match against the Ballad Brothers. Um, as, as, we'll, far as, as far as as far as Mr. Star, um, do not sleep on this kid. Um, I was at the New Wave show in March, and he kept up with Scott Lost, and it was just a, a an amazing. For me, it was a match tonight. Um, that kid, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, he needs to get his tapes out there. He needs to get his DVDs out there. He needs to, you know, spread his wings. Um, I would like to see him working for Bart, and you know, put in some time with Oscar as well, because the kid's really got talent. Um, I, I can't say enough, you know, enough good things about him. Um, I've seen Matt Twisted a few times. Um, the kid's solid. That's about all I can say. He's solid, and you're you're going to get a good match. You're going to get a good 10, 15 minute match with those guys. Uh, they work hard, um, and they will bring it for you. So, you know, I, I can't say enough about those guys. You know, they're solid. And it'll definitely definitely be good to see Ariel Star uh, and Matt Twisted. You know, uh, hopefully we'll see him again with Bandito. A lot of people love seeing those guys together, so uh, hopefully we see those guys back. But uh, we'll see what Aerostar has uh, has to offer. All right. And uh, so, uh, last match we got on the show is uh, Ricky Mandel. Mm-hmm. Picked up his first win last month. He'll be taking on uh, the returning Blue Wonder Kid. Uh, the winning streak was uh, a fluke or not. Blue Wonder Kid. Any info on this kid? Uh, we saw him at the Super Clash show. Mm, okay. A couple months back, so. Um, Where's he we'll, from? Uh, he's from Mexico. Oh, okay, so he is a, he's a luchador. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> There's just not enough time to do all my homework, brother. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was prepared for the first couple matches, and he lost me on the, uh, on the uh, Mandel match, but... I can't keep up with it all. <laughs> but it sounds like you've got a really good card. It sounds like it's it's going to do very, very well. Um, top to bottom, it sounds solid. Um, yeah, so, hey, if you're in the area, come check it out. SoCalProWrestling.com. And uh, for anybody who was at the show, uh, the anniversary show uh, a couple weeks back, uh, the that show will be on DVD available this Saturday. And... Uh, you can also do some pre-orders for it on WrestleWarehouse.com. Wow. Quick turnaround, brother. That's good. <clears throat> very good. Very good. Well, I, I know you're the owner. I know you're the promoter. But give me your your pick for what you think will be the match of the night on Saturday. And then I'll give you mine. I am I am really looking forward to uh, SoCal Crazy and Pandolero. Yeah, me too. Me too. The question is, is it going to be straight lucha or not? Well, That's the question. <laughs> and because I've seen I've seen Pandolero bleed buckets, man. You know, I've, I've seen uh, the Pandolero. He, 
can bleed a little more than buckheads. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, that that it sounds like a really good show. Um, any other people scheduled to appear, or is that pretty much all the matches that you have? Ah, uh, you, you'll just have to come out and check it out and see what we have. We'll see what we got up our sleeves. There you go. Good answer. Good promoter's answer, Jeff. I love it. At least you didn't lie to me. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record, and I'm going to tell you that Jeff is one of a handful of promoters that I know that are honest and, and won't, you know, fuck you. You know, if he's not going to pay you, he's going to tell you he's not going to pay you. So, I'm just, Oh, well, don't let that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I hear you you uh, did a big update on Wrestle Warehouse. What do you got, man? Oh, uh, we got a lot of new stuff on WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, added some VHS tapes, uh, a lot of DVDs, a lot of best of, a lot of best of stuff. Cool. Good. Yeah. So if you got some, got a few minutes, check out WrestleWarehouse.com and take a look at some of the new stuff we got. See, off the top of the head, uh, I recommend the best of Jack Evans and Dragon Gate. That's some wild shit right there. Um, do you have any of uh, the LLI stuff, or is it just still that one show from, uh, I think it's November? Not, not yet. Should have should have some LLI stuff um, within the next couple weeks. Okay, so cool. So I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping to get a few a few different, uh, few different uh, DVDs from LLI pretty soon. That's good, because the... LLI is not your typical lucha promotion where they they don't use all luchadors they use some of you know other on top their luchadors but but in the middle and down below they use they use other uh, you know other other talents um, like hell they're they're headlining with Chris Masters this week or, or is this weekend you know it, it's kind of crazy but you know I I do like that 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 type of hybrid type of uh, shows where you get something for everybody. Um, there's not enough of them. That's definitely what what that show is all about. You you've really got a little bit of everything there. Mm-hmm. Awesomeness, awesome. Okay, so uh, it's buy three XPW DVDs. You get one SoCal Pro DVD free, and it could either be a random disc, or if you, you can go through you go through the listings. Um, if there's if something that catches your eye. You don't tell us what you want. We'll throw one in there for you. Um, if you if you want a specific one, just let us know, and we'll throw it in there for you. Buy three XPW any titles, and you get one free SoCal Pro Wrestling DVD. You 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 cannot beat that with a stick. You know, I mean, geez, you get the three XPWs, and then you get you know one of your choice. You know, a SoCal Pro. Uh, DVD that that's insane. The SoCal Pro DVDs are fifteen dollars on their own. Um, I do highly recommend. Um, if you're if you're a Mark like me, I love T-shirts. I'm a Mark for T-shirts. Um, you need to go out of your way to get the SoCal Crazy T-shirt. This T-shirt is insane. I love it with the old English writing. It's SoCal Crazy on it, and then the uh, the ma- the mask on the front. It's really cool. It's fifteen bucks, man. Go out of your way, buy the damn shirt, put the money in SoCal's pocket. Um, it's fun. You know, it, it's just an awesome shirt. And I see that you also have here a Best of Dick Togo set. 
which is some good stuff, man. Um, Jeff and I, we both loved Togo. Um, you know, I can never see enough of him. It's just really fun stuff. Uh, there's there's all kinds of stuff on this thing. There's Michinoku Pro. There's um, there's some uh, New Japan here. Uh, there's also a match from the Weekly Pro Dome Show in '95, uh, where uh, Weekly Pro was a magazine in Japan, and they they put on a super show, eight-hour show in the Tokyo Dome, and they brought matches from almost every promotion in Japan, and they have a Michinoku Pro uh, match on there that was just really really cool. Um, that's a pretty good set. Uh, go out of your way to pick that one up. Um, geez, what else you got here, Jeff? I'm going through your listings like a kid in a candy store. Let's go to the best ups here. <clears throat> we have. Uh, if, if you are a fan of um, Curry Man, we got a two disc best of Curry Man, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is just a great set. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Curry Man. He's entertaining. Um, well, you know what? That's that's a that's a pretty good topic of discussion, Jeff. <clears throat> you know, most guys, um, there are only a couple guys out there that have dual identities, like T.J. Perkins and and Puma, and then Chris Daniels and Curry Man. But Curry Man and Daniels, they are completely different people. When he puts that yeah, mask on, he's completely different. Yeah, if if you didn't know who he was, you, I mean, you could look at photos and you'd never know, or I'm yeah, sorry, exactly. videos, and you would never know. He's he's just so good in there, uh, with with each of his with uh, with each of his characters, that I mean you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's completely completely different, and you know there I'm glad that that TNA brought him in as Curry Man, because he's the only reason I watch TNA. Um, I look at the spoilers and I figure out what time I'm going to turn my TV on. I watch Curry Man, then I change it. But and that's just me because, you know, Curry Man is just fucking entertaining all the way around. You can't go wrong with him. <clears throat> Let's see here. We have, hmm, you have the Best of Muda sets. You can't go wrong with those. Uh, there's all kinds of good stuff on those. Uh, let me see. You got the Tiger Mask in Japan, which is always fun. Best of Santo, Sasuke. Uh, once again, I say Jack Evans. And Dragon Gate, pick that one up. Uh, that's that stuff's cool. So, do you have any uh, new SoCal Pro merch coming out? Any new shirts? Maybe a uh, Ricky Mandel "I'm a Winner" shirt? Ah, <laughs> uh, you never know. Uh, right now, uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, you know, at least the next couple weeks. Uh, the next thing we got coming out is the is the new DVD from last month from the April show. Uh, like I said, it'll be available at this next show. Um, but uh, definitely check out the website. We got some eight by tens available, some DVDs, T-shirts. Um, you know, that's a bit. That's about it right now. And uh, definitely, um, definitely take a look at SoCalProWrestling.com. Uh, next week, we'll have up some information. We're working on a uh, a free show for everybody. Uh, we're looking on having two shows next month in June, uh, one of them being free. So uh, definitely keep an eye on SoCalProWrestling.com and, uh, so you can get all the information on that. Awesome. Jeff, i got Luke on the line. I appreciate you coming on real quick to, uh, to talk about your site and the upcoming show this weekend. I'll, uh, hey, no I'll be talking to you uh, very soon, brother, and you take it easy and have a nice evening. 
Thank you, you too. Have a good one. All right, brother. Okay, that was uh, Jeff Dino, the owner of WrestleWarehouse.com and SoCalProWrestling.com. I have on the line... What's up? Altar boy. We got Luke Hawk. Hey, man, what's up? Uh, what's up with those Hornets? Man, they're killing it. Uh, they, need to, they need to take control. I'm watching the game right now, man. They need to step it up uh, a little bit. What's awesome, going down? What's awesome. up? Uh, just chilling, man. Uh, welcome to the show. I uh, uh, appreciate it. It's all gravy, baby. We're, uh, you are on show number five of six. We are doing six spotlight shows for XPW, getting everybody ready for the reunion show. Man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So, Y'all ready or what? Has, come on, give me, give me some, give me some info. You leading, you leading. I'm batting. Come on, man. What's going down here? What's up with the there, show? Has anybody answered your open challenge? Uh, not yet. I'm waiting on. It. I wish somebody would. Oh, you never know. Hey. You never know. I'm hey, a, hey, I don't think anybody's stupid enough to step up. That's the problem. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that uh, someone was working an injury. A rather large gentleman, about 370 pounds. Uh, uh no, nah, I wish I wish he would, but uh, you know, you know my stats with him. I love to wrestle him night and day, you know. But uh, three hundred seventy pounds, man, you look four hundred seventy pounds. Dude is fat. <laughs> hey, well, you know, Vic Vic was about three fifty when I first met him. I first met him when he broke in. So yeah, you know, no, Vic, when he was a little guy. Yeah, he's put on a little weight since then. But I mean, he's he's had some nagging injuries, you know. He had uh, he 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 put on that weight when his uh, I think it was his gallbladder that. That, that exploded inside, and then he uh, was pretty bad. He got gangrene and everything in his body. He almost died, and uh, he was in intensive care for a few weeks, and that's when he put on the weight, and then, uh, you know, he's having trouble now. I, I guess it screwed up his knee. He popped his knee, probably his ACL, you know, so uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been a doctor because he's procrastinating. Vic's hard-headed, you know. He like he likes to work through them injuries, but this one's pretty bad for him, and I think I keep telling him he needs to go see a doctor and get it checked out, you know. Well, as far as joint injuries, you don't fuck with. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's a tough guy, though. He thinks he can just let it heal, you know. And uh, I mean, he he is. He's a, he's a he's a tough guy. He he you know he's been through everything, dude. You know, pretty much his whole wrestling career, he's never been hurt wrestling. He didn't even hurt his knee wrestling this time. I think uh, I forget how he, cause he did it. He made, I think he got out of bed or something. His knee popped. I don't even, I don't remember what he told me, but it was you know something stupid. You know. You're preaching. So. You're preaching to the choir, brother. Believe me, I saw I saw Vic in '97, man, when he was. And he was, you know, laying down his legacy. So I'm you, you. You can't tell me I've seen this motherfucker get hit by a car. I've seen him yeah. get hit with everything. But so, uh, how'd you break in? Man, long story. I used to. Uh, man, it's the same same questions. No matter what shows you go to, right? Same well, questions. Yeah. We gotta we gotta come up with some new questions. We gotta come up with some new questions. I uh, no, I tell you, I tell you. Back in the day, man, I always been a wrestling fan growing up, and. Uh, Eventually, when they started coming to town, I got old enough. Uh, I went to some shows. It was weird because uh, me and my dad never got along, and my dad didn't really do anything with me. My dad's kind of an asshole, you know, never really wanted nothing to do with me. And uh, when I was about, I don't know, nine or ten years old, there were some local shows that came around here run by a guy, and uh, like they had Terry Funk on him. They had Adam Bomb on him. He was called the Night Stalker back then. They had uh, the Ace Bob Orton. The, I mean, everybody. Mr. Wonderful Paul, you know, Orndorff. Man, it, it, just it, the Junkyard Dog, poor Bob Armstrong, the Who's Who. So it was kind of like Mid-South Wrestling, pretty much the same thing. And uh, I went, you know, I met Terry Funk, met Orndorff, met all those guys, and just chasing around. And, man, I started, you know, it was on from there. I mean, it was on before that, but from there it was just like, man, I knew, I knew. I kept wanting to go to shows, wanting to go to shows, and, my dad, my the reason he brought me to the show, it was like by accident. My uncle had won tickets from the radio station, 
and he didn't like wrestling, so he gave the tickets to my dad. And my dad really didn't like wrestling, but he, he knew I loved it, so he did take me to the show. So he took me to the show, and uh, we went to a couple shows after that. Like they, like I went on my own after that because I knew they were uh, running some other local shows, and I found out about it. I was like probably nine or ten years old. I catch the bus to the shows or whatever. So then when I got about 14, 15, and the other shows started coming to town, like WCW, I'd skip school and I'd go hang out at the shows, or I'd go hang out by the back door and try and meet guys. And uh, I met a few guys like that. I met Ernest Mill, we became close friends, and I'm still friends with him to this day, you know. And just, I got I got lucky, man. I networked my way in, and eventually I met Vic through uh, ECW. I did an ECW show, and, you know, networked my way in with Vic. I was probably, you know, 17 or so, 16, 17. I don't remember. I kept in touch with Vic, and, you know, I started doing some local shitty shows around here, started training around here, and it really wasn't nothing. And Vic told me, you know, Vic kind of took me underneath his wing, and I moved out to California. You know, he started teaching me, and then it was on and popping from there. And, you know, got my lucky break. He got me an XPW, and, you know, it was actually a, a, a one-shot deal, a lucky shot deal, you know. They, they needed some guys for his tag tournament. They said, hey, we got this idea. We'll throw you together at the altar boy. And they had seen my tape because Vic had pushed it to him. And since it was Vic pushing, they listened. And uh, they said, you know, they couldn't promise me it was going to be any more shows, but they said, it's tonight, well, I did it real good. And then they said, oh, we want to bring you back next show. But, you know, we want to uh, do a death match with you. And I didn't want to do a death match, but Vic's like, man, Vic got really pissed off that they asked me to do a death match. And Vic called him, chewed him out, chewed him out. said, look, you don't call my student and ask him to do a death match. It's disrespectful. You call me, you know. I don't want him doing death matches. I do them because, you know, he feels that like he's invincible and he can do them, you know. But he didn't, he didn't even want to do death matches, though, because Vic can wrestle his ass off. Vic mm-hmm. wanted to get in there with the guys he can roll with, you know, and show that, you know, he's a big guy, but he can roll, you know. And then, uh, so, I, I, you know, we talked about it, and I said, Vic, you know, why, why not just go ahead and do it and get it, you know, trying to get my name out, and hopefully I'll do good while I'm at this, you know, want to do more stuff with me, you know, I can show them, you know, how good I am. And I was real green, real, real green, and then uh, I did it, did good, though, and I had some good guys. I was in there with Andy Massaro, who's from that area, you know, who's a good dude, and, uh, you know, and then I was in there with Supreme, who, you know, was a good dude, and we freaking just nailed it and, you know, blew up from there, and they kept saying, hey, we got to do more with Luke, we got to do more with Luke, you know. Kevin Conrock and, you know, Smiley, they they just, you know, they loved me back then. That's who pretty much was booking everything with XPW, and, you know, Rob, Rob, Rob didn't like me too much because I was, you know, a loud mouth, and Rob was a douchebag, and I didn't care for Rob, so I, I made sure to let Rob know. So he didn't really care for me too much, but besides that, it was cool, you know. Mm. So when when you were actually doing your training with Vic, uh, were you training up here in NorCal, or were you? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I moved. No, I moved to NorCal. I was living in Oakland. So. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was living actually actually in San Leandro. Uh, oh, right, awesome. Right next to Oakland. So. That's cool. That's good. You spent some time. Did you do any? Did you do any work up here? Yeah, I did a couple all? shows up there. Like they had. Uh, I, used, I wrestled for SPW, uh, who still runs today. Yeah, I don't remember the other groups I wrestled for. Just some, you know, local feds out there. I worked for Kirk mm-hmm. White out there, and then, uh, and man, I wish I remember the names of the feds. So it was, but I was working with the guys like Dante and uh, Bulldog, and uh, who else was out there? Man, what are Did you ever work name? Adam Thornstow? Yeah, yeah, Adam. I know Adam. Oh, yeah. There's no one better up here. Yeah, he's no, he's he's yeah, he's on his game out there, I heard. I seen him I seen him in Florida a couple of years ago too, not too long ago. Yeah, that kid and, uh, the, the sky's the future sky's the limit for that kid, man. He's just got all the talent in the world. But uh, cool. yeah, so you trained up here and Vic brought you down south and they they gave you the Ultra Boy gimmick. 
Right. What did you think of it? At first, I hated it because it wasn't me. But, uh, you know, it was something different, and a lot of people, it was catchy to a lot of people, so I ran with it. And uh, I, I was real uncomfortable with it, real uncomfortable with it, though, because, you know, it just wasn't me. It didn't fit me. It was it was, it was hard for me to do because I'm not really a real religious person, never have been, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it. Just, you know, that that wasn't how I was brought up. So, you know, I didn't know enough about it and, you know, the character and everything. And the, the, when they first brought it, you know, the, when they first brought it to my attention, you know, they wanted to do, like, you know, like, like XPW, they wanted to do, like, stupid stuff with it. And, uh... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of shot down the idea they wanted to do with it, and, I, you know, I didn't want to go that way with it. So, uh, you know, they kind of listened to me a little bit because, of course, they can't make you do something you don't want to do, you know, but they could have told me to go get screwed too. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I was, I was you know, productive for them, and I was, you know, delivering in the ring. So, uh, you know, after that, when, when, when they shut down with robbing them, uh, I met Bill Barons, and, you know, Bill, I started going down the wild side because I was back home in New Orleans, and there wasn't nothing around here. There still isn't anything around here. And I think I'm glad that I did do that because I watched some old stuff, and I I don't know if it was ring rust. Like a lot of these guys, like East Coast guys, West Coast guys, or guys like in the Atlanta area, they don't know how good they got it because they have all these promotions available to work for. Even if they're not making that much money, or you know, or they're not doing too much, or getting enough exposure, they're still getting in the ring and they're getting out there and they're, they're training, and that's how you get better. You know, it don't matter if you work in front of three people or you're working in front of, you know three thousand people. Every time you step in the ring, you get better, and you're learning some. You should be learning something anyway, and uh, that's why I learned a lot more from because, you know, I was working small crowds, and I, you know, and I, I, I tightened up on a lot of little things I needed to tighten up on. I mean, I, I can see the the improvement from me being in the ring in 2004 and me being in the ring in 2008, and it's a totally different loop. You know, I stepped up my game where I need to step up the game. So, cool, cool. <clears throat> so. You were you were kind of pigeonholed as a deathmatch guy in in the beginning. Yeah, that's which, what they we, nobody wanted to do. Right. You know. Now, I by watching the TV, your character didn't progress the way you know characters usually progress. Was that because you weren't down with the whole altar boy type thing, or no, they just didn't know what to do? They didn't know what to do, and they were they were losing their shorts. And that's when they, when I came in, that's when uh, they started having a, you know XPW started going in a different direction. They started going to Philly. They had all these big stars coming in, and you know Rob Black thought he was going to be the new ECW, and uh, you know so like Rob Rob like I said Rob didn't like me too much, but you know he 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 respected that I didn't hold hold my feelings back, but at the same time he didn't like you know he he did I guess he felt threatened by me. Not thre- you know what I'm saying. Not threatened, but you know he just felt like like he couldn't control me. I wasn't gonna bow down to him. So you know, like most guys, Rob was used to guys. You know, only because Rob didn't talk to younger guys. Rob wouldn't talk to anybody who was a, a young guy. Rob would only talk to you as, if you were a superstar, if you were a big time. If you were Shane Douglas coming in, he talked to you. If you came from WCW, he's gonna talk to you because he was a mark. You know, if you were just another a, a indie guy coming in, he you know he can give two shits less about you. So and that's when I came in. He seen I didn't care. I'd, I'd tell him stuff. I'd tell, you know, I'd be like, hey, you faggot, when I walk up to it. You know, and just say wild stuff like that because that's me. I'm a wild dude, you know. And I play around a lot. So, you know, he, he liked that, but he didn't like when, when he told me to do stuff and I'd say no. Like, like for instance, a Philly show, he says, okay, we got this spot for you. We want you to do, well, I got thrown off a scaffold. He goes, we want you to win this match. We want you to do a shooting star off the scaffold and, uh, and onto the tables. And I was like, 
y'all are effing mine, dude. I was like, you get up there and do a shooting star, dude. I'm not doing that. You know, actually, I don't even want to do death matches. I said, I just do. Y'all put the belt on me to try and give me a push because they throw it in front of my face to try and get me to do death matches. I didn't want to do them. I told you no at first. So you're saying, hey, well, let's put the belt on you so I can go, yeah. I mean, I marked out a little bit, you know, and I wanted to do it. But they had a lot of exposure. It was nothing but, you know, positive things for me if I do a few. I, and that was my plan, do a few and get up. I did a few. I told Kevin, I said, Kevin, I don't want to do any more death matches, you know. And Rob got the idea. Rob thought I was getting too cocky and that I didn't want, you know, that, you know, to teach me that he was the boss, he decided to have me chained up in that House of Horrors match and have Supreme hit me in the head five times with a chair where I couldn't protect myself, you know? Well, I couldn't, you know, because I was chained up, basically crucified, you know? And, and, I, and I, I didn't agree with it, and I, I knew I kind of had to do it. And, you know, Rob thought that was going to be the enemy, but Kevin Kleinrock made sure that, you know, I came back a couple more shows after that before they died, you know, because he knew the promotion was dying, but Rob didn't want to bring me back after that. Because, you know, I was telling Rob I didn't want to do this, I didn't want to do it. And it was just because I didn't want to do death matches. I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and put my body on the line and break my neck, you know, doing a shooting star off a scab or something I don't even do. You know, you can't, you know, that's stupid. Mm. So, okay, you brought up you brought up XPW um, invading Philly. And my personal right. opinion is that was the beginning of the end of the company. Um, oh, definitely. They should have definitely. stayed west because they were doing their thing on the west coast. And I think when they when they tried to move into Philly, all the other independents in the Philly area, they all banded together like, okay, we're going to get these guys the hell out of here. So yeah, that, was, I think that that was their mistake. It was too much, too soon. And you got to figure, we were doing as good as everybody, every, every other indie company out there. We were doing as good mm-hmm. as them. But the problem is, here's the problem. We were flying 40, 50 guys a show. Nobody else was doing that. You know, CZW Harley flew guys in it. They flew them in. It was like, you know, three or four people. You know, it was people like, you know, Johnny Storm, who came in for their best of the best, and the Joey Fleiss kid. You know, and then they bring in, you know, they hot shot guys in every now and then. But, you know, besides that, they didn't didn't have any expenses like that. XCW was paying guys. I mean, they were bringing in super crazy. You know, they were flying in uh, the wall, uh, Jerry Lynn. I mean, these top guys. They were flying in top I, uh, guys from around the I world. I never understood. I never understood why they flew in Chris Hamrick. Chris was a hell of a talent for somewhere in the South, but not you know to fly in. I'm not. I'm not going to knock him. I, I, don't want I, think him. I love his work. Yeah. I love his work. I don't want to bury him. But uh, to be honest, I don't think he's worth the plane ticket. You know, I, I I would disagree. I would say he was at that time. I say he was doing his job. He was doing good. He they they, they had a good push behind him. They could have did more with him. But you know, like like right now, what I say is, you know, is is it worth it to fly Chris Hammer to some show and do? I would say no right now because you know I, nobody's really heard of him. Is it you know? That's like saying is it worth it to fly uh, David Flair to a show right now? No. You know when he was on WCW TV? Yeah. Or just off? Yeah, maybe so. But, I mean, why would you bring him to an indie show now? Because nobody's going to know who he is, you know, mm. unless you're a hardcore fan. He's not, he hasn't been on a circuit lately, you know. Mm. So, but, so, I mean, not to, not to say that older guys shouldn't get paid, and, you know, because Hamrick's definitely paid his dues and, you know, did his thing. So he, he deserves to make money in the business. I, hey, I have to agree. Hell of a time. And he's put his body on the line, you know. And then he, that dude's beat up his body completely. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus he's he's survived many nights party with New Jack, so I got to give him credit there. So, yep. <laughs> there you go. Now, as far as working in XPW, who are your favorite guys to just go in there and work? And I'm not talking um, about the deathmatch stuff. We won't even discuss that shit. I mean, just yeah, going yeah. in and working. Vic, you know, 
Chaos. Uh, man, this is, let's see. When I was at XPW, big uh, when I worked with Guido, that was sweet, man. I learned a lot from that match. Cause, I, mean, I was so green. I was in the business like two years then. And, uh, you know, I only knew what Vic showed me, and I, I didn't have enough, ex- you know, experience, like, working every night or working night after night and stuff like that in different places. So, you know, it was like, it was like two or three times a month, you know, getting what I could. And that's how it is now. I mean, I'm back home in New Orleans. I pick and choose what I do now because I, I won't work for any promotion around here because it's so bad, you know. I, I'm not taking a chance of getting hurt with these guys who aren't trained or don't you know anything, you know. But, uh, man, it, there's so many guys I like getting in there with. But I, not even just in XPW, all around. Like, uh, if you say, you know, from like Wildside, like Chad Parham, guys like that, uh, who used to be Gabriel, who was also my tag partner. That dude is so good, so crisp, you know. Uh, Aramis from PWU, getting in the ring with him. I mean, he's, he's green, but he's not really green. He's just a new guy. But this dude can go, you know. John McChesney. John McChesney is another, mm-hmm. you know, phenomenal talent. So, guys, guys like that, you know, not necessarily from XPW. Like, if you gave me the choice, you know, to wrestle anybody in the world right now, if you said, hey, I want you to wrestle freaking uh, John McChesney or uh, Booker T. I mean, I always want to wrestle Booker T, but, you know, Booker T is, of course, a bigger name. I would choose John McChesney because I think me and McChesney would light it up way more than me and Booker T would, you know? Mm-hmm. So. McChesney is, is definitely fabulous, and I'll put yeah. that guy over to the end of time. You know he's going to get something good when he's on the card. Um, have you ever worked Hardcore Homo Angel? Wait, wait. I'm sorry, I'm losing you a little bit. What'd you say? Angel. Have you ever worked with him? Oh yeah, yeah. I worked with Angel a bunch of times. What do you think? Oh, Angel's another good hand. You know, uh, only only problem I had with Angel was, you know, I I try to talk to Angel because I like Angel. Angel's a good friend of mine. I always told Angel, you know, I said, Angel, you gotta stop doing these death matches, man. You gotta get up because that's another guy who used to beat up his body, you know, and he was giving his body for XPW. And I was like, dude, it ain't working in the long run because. When, I don't know if you've seen when he got powerbombed off that balcony. That was when Supreme, Yeah, I was like, you know, it, I was preaching, man. I was just basically preaching, dude, you can't do that. And he wasn't going to listen to me. And, I, I mean, I'm glad now Angel's focusing more on lucha and stuff. He doesn't, doesn't do that stuff mm-hmm. anymore. But, you know, and he's got an awesome gimmick, so. Hey, he's all over. He's all over SoCal lucha stuff. He and he's doing the he, the gay gimmick. To, you know, he says he's he's happy kissing guys instead of getting powerbombed through tables. And, you yeah, know, what? Exactly. I don't blame him. You know, yep. you get just as just as much or even better heat. Exactly, better. and it, it, it's better. I mean, it's better. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely better. I mean, if you give me the choice to freaking, uh, you know, play a gimmick and do a real good gimmick or get, you know, hurt myself, I'm going to take the gimmick, of course, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, my favorite character ever in XPW was Pogo the Clown. Awesome gimmick. Did you ever, awesome you gimmick. ever get in there with, with Big Joe? Yeah, I worked Big Joe in Supreme Pro Wrestling, as a matter of fact. There you go. That's a yep. big motherfucker. Yeah, he's scary. Too. Yeah, he is scary, isn't scary. he? He's, an he's a big teddy bear outside the ring. He is. He is. You know, he's, he's, he's a, a good, good guy. guy. Big shout out to Joe. I mean, you know, he he recently lost his mom, so I uh, know you know that was real hard on him because you know he took care of his mom for for years. So, uh, you know, but you know, hopefully things are going well with him. I look forward to seeing him. You know, I haven't seen him in a while, so I'm looking forward to seeing him at the show. Yeah, he, uh, the stuff they did, the, the vignettes with Pogo was just, just amazing, amazing television. The, I can't, I can't even, you know, I can't even describe the shit that they did with Pogo as far as the vignettes. And I mean, that was really, really pushing the envelope with the John Wayne Gacy shit. That was really pushing the envelope, but 
it was the just the way they did it. It was you know it was subtle, and I I think that Pogo didn't get enough credit as far as being no. part of the the XPW family. He um, was good. I'm not, I'm not saying that because he's from up here. You know he's a local boy. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that because you know I know him. He's just he just didn't get enough love, and it, it's messed up. Because you hear Supreme, you hear Chaos, you hear Messiah, you hear all these other guys, and then Pogo just doesn't get the love. Well, you know what, because the thing was, Pogo's job was to go out there and kill people. He didn't have these five-star phenomenal matches, you know. He he went out there and killed people. And, you know, basically he had the Goldberg spot, you know. Go out there and just freaking cream a guy, you know, know, which was, you know, a good spot. And it it was perfect because he played the role good. You know, I wouldn't want to see Pogo in there, you know, trying to go with Jerry Lynn, you know. Exactly. I wouldn't want to see Pogo in there, you know, with, with any guy on the Indies today trying to, you know, have a have a five star match. I want to see Pogo go in there and kill somebody. And if Pogo got a lot of bad press too, is because, uh, you know, a few guys got hurt when they were working, like you know, Violent J. He, I think he broke Violent J's ribs. You know, he, he hurt this okay. kid, that kid. But I mean, he was stiff, and that's that's one thing. You know, that's what people don't understand. A lot of times, Rob told these guys that they, the Rob was a douchebag. Rob told these guys, hey, this is what you got to do to keep your job. You want to keep your job, this is what you do. Like when Supreme hit me with the chair, Supreme told me, like, I wasn't supposed to know it was coming, but Supreme told me ahead of time, hey, I got to do this. Rob freaking told me, you know, blah, 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 you know, and he's like, I, I don't want to do this to you, blah, blah, blah. Protect yourself the best you can. So I knew it was coming, you know, but at the same time, do I do I hate Supreme for it? No. He had to do what he had to do to keep a spot. I, I don't want to put him on the spot, you know, and say, hey, well, don't screw me over, you know, and hurt me. I mean, because he was—he truly, if he wanted to hurt me, he could have hurt me. He protected me, you know. He didn't—he didn't, you know, hit me as hard as he could have, or hit me pretty hard. He didn't hit me as hard as he could have, and he, you know, and he hit me in my head. He didn't hit me in my face. He didn't do, you know. He hit me, you know, square in the freaking head, but about as safe as you can get with a chair shot. Yeah, yeah, a safe, yeah. a safe chair shot, you know. I got a nice dent oh. in my head from it. So. All right, so you you worked for Barons and Wildside. Um, some friends of my, friends of the show, the Tomasellis, they uh, they moved yeah. out there and they they were working for them, and they said that they learned how to work the camera, the TV cameras there. Um, uh, is that is that a trait that you picked up and put in your pocket as well? I think uh, I don't know if I learned it outside. I wanted, you know, I think that came natural to me. I don't I don't know, you know. I'm sure I did learn a lot there because I, I just I, more my my little stuff. I picked up on like you know. Punches, kicks, man, like just little things, you know, improving. What I do is I, I'll watch tapes of myself, and uh, I watch tapes. I'll, I'll go home. I watch my match a hundred times in a row after, not to go, oh wow, I'm watching my match, but to pick out every little thing I could have did better and work on it. Because you know, like here I don't have a ring to train in New Orleans. I don't have anything. So when I go do shows, I go do shows. And half the time I get there, I go straight out to the ring and wrestle. Like I just wrestle for Norm Connors. Like. Uh, Two or three weeks ago, you know, and uh, in his little tournament, uh, Super Juniors tournament out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Well, I got there, got straight to the show. You know, I had a, I had two minutes to get ready and go to my match. You know, it's like they, uh, to be honest, I don't know how, why it always works out that like that way with me, but that's what happens most of the time. I'm getting dressed and going straight out to the ring. You know, so I don't know. Wow. But, uh, so you were I wish I had a little the, more. The, you huh? were there for the Super Indies. Um, did you watch any of the show? Some of it. Uh, I watched uh, Jerry Lynn and uh, Seema after I, I lost to Seema, who's, man, good, another good hand. But uh, I mm. watched him and Jerry Lynn, man. They they ripped it up after, and I watched the uh, finals match. Uh, let's see, what That's else did I see in the show? 
Did you catch the four-way with Larry Sweeney? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that, which was hilarious. Okay, hilarious honestly, now. Yeah. what did you think of Brian Alvarez in the ring? I thought he was pretty good. I, I didn't know who he was, so uh, I thought he did a good job. I didn't, but I didn't know he'd been working that long either. So I, I'd never seen him before. So I, I thought he did a pretty good job. It was a pretty good spot. And, uh, you know, it was a good comedy match. Delirious did some real funny stuff with him. That I was just dying because he, he wore some, like, surfing shorts. And, uh, like, Delirious did one spot where he did <laughs> oh, did he? I thought that was his gear. No, oh, no. That's a... he, he, he wears uh, black tights with a, with a pink broken heart on the butt. Yeah, he forgot his gear. Oh, that's hilarious. He, he wore his swimming shorts, and uh, Delirious picked him up and started swimming with him on his shoulders and everything. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. That's but, no, I stuff. mean, on, on a serious note, though, but if you look at all these guys from XPW, man, the only guys doing something or have done something since XPW shut down is me and Chaos. I mean, none of these other chumps have done anything, you know. I'm not knocking guys like Supreme. I'm not knocking Pogo. I'm not knocking any of these dudes. But, you know, the only guys that have been out there busting their ass and working hard has been me and Chaos. Me and Chaos are the only two guys that are in the gym. Me and Chaos are the only two guys, you know, we did the MTV thing. We did a movie. I'm Actually, I'm about to film two more movies starting in June. You know, I'm blowing up with that. Uh done numerous WWE stuff, TNA, you know, Wild Side. You know, you name it, I can claim it. So, you know, I work pretty much wow. every indie promotion out there. And, and you know, that's I, I feel I feel like this XPW thing, you know, it, it's not that big a deal to me. It's it's just another show. You know, I'm going to go out there and whoop somebody. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah. And that's why I put out that's why I put out an open challenge because the 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 way I see things, and it's not just the way I think, this, it's how it is. This is how it is. Me and Chaos... I give Chaos all the respect in the world because I can't say nothing about that dude. That dude has been on his grind. The dude has been in the gym. The dude has been doing the same stuff I've been doing, you know, making a name for himself, not sitting there crying about XPW dying. Because when all these guys, you know, when XPW died, they're like, oh, this is it, we're done, you know, uh, I'm not doing anything else, I can't go anywhere. You know, I was like, that's that, you know, I'm I'm going to do whatever I do. I'm going to get in where I fit in. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I did, you know. So, I, I'm not, if Rob was running this show, I wouldn't go back. Kevin called me. Kevin said, look, we're going to do an XPW reunion. I said, I'm down. But I said, you know what? You know, who who you got me wrestling? And he said, you know, who you want? You know, he said, who who would you like to wrestle? And I said, who do you have me wrestling? Who do you want me to wrestle? What, do you, what, what are you trying to do with me? And Kevin said, you know, we, I don't know. We'll find a good appointment for you. I said, I, don't find a good appointment for me. You know, let me put out open challenge. Let me put it out to anybody out there because there ain't nobody that can get up and step to me in the ring. Nobody. There ain't nobody in there. Who's going to keep up with me? You know? You tell, you tell me. Be honest with me. Who, who can keep up with me from XPW? You got anybody on top of your head besides, besides Chaos? Angel, tell, Angel can't keep Angel. up with me. Angel can't keep <laughs> up with me. None of these guys can keep up with me. Well, my, my idea of, of who's going to walk down that aisle is not going to have to keep up with you. You're going to have to run from him. But I have the I have the feeling it's going to be Pogo that's going to come down and. Oh, I wish it would. Now I, I want to circle. I, look, I love Joe to death, but business is business. When I get in the ring, I want to circle around <laughs> quick, quick. Well, I ain't gonna let over. That's not a question. That that's not a question. I mean, my fat ass could run around Pogo, but once he gets his hands on you, he ain't gonna get his hands on me. I'm gonna break him down. That's why I do. Go. All right, well, let's the, talk about this. Let's talk about this MTV thing. Um. Are you surprised that it didn't get renewed? 
Man, you know what? I was I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised because, you know, MTV screwed up big time. They dropped the ball with that. We had a good thing going. You know, that was a good thing for a lot of guys who normally didn't get opportunity, got opportunity. Like Josh Abercrombie, you know, guys like that that you might not have ever heard of. Got out there who are good workers, Spider Nate Webb, you might not have heard of him before, you know. But you've seen him on there, and it was like, man, these guys are getting opportunity because you're not going to see those guys in WWE. You know, let's be honest here. I mean, I wish you would, and I hope maybe one day you will. But knowing, you know, WWE looks at a guy like Spider Nate Webb, and, you know, they won't even bat an eye at him. So to see a guy like that or a guy like myself or, you know, Josh or anybody or Human Tornado, anybody out there to get opportunity, it's, it, I thought it was a good thing for us to get paid. And that's that's what it's about, us busting our ass and getting paid because, let's be real, I ain't working here. I ain't sitting here trying to, you know, breaking my body up for nothing. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love wrestling, I always loved it, but I want to get paid too. I got to feed my son. I got a 10-year-old son I got to feed, you know? There you go. And I ain't going to well, do I'm gonna, it. I'm, I'm going to ask you the standard question that I've asked all my other guests in the past four shows that we've done the Spotlight shows for XPW. Now, my, my personal opinion is they're going to do this show, put it on DVD, release it, let it sell for six months, and see what happens. My personal opinion is I think they're going to do it in the ROH type of business model where they put out, do a show every three months, put out DVD. Do you think that might be in the, in the future for the company? To be honest with you, I don't know. Do I care? I really don't care. If I'm getting paid, I get paid. I don't look at XPW and go, oh, my God, XPW is coming back. Oh, my God, XPW is coming back. I can care less if XPW comes back. It's just another payday to me. I'm going to get in there and wrestle like XPW the same way I would if I was at PW when I was in Philly or if I'm at IWC for Norm Connors. You know, I'm going to get in there if I was at Wildside for Bill Barons or if I, you know, anywhere I go, for I was, even if I was at WWE doing an extra spot or whatever, I'm going to wrestle the same way I wrestle anywhere else. You know, I'm not going and going, oh, this is a big night for me. I don't care. I don't care that's XPW. If they want to pay me, that's fine. Bring me and pay me. I'm going to do my thing regardless. I'm there for a reason. I'm there to blow up the show. That's what I'm going to do. All right. So, All right. Well, what we're going to do is I'm going to run down a couple names, and I want you to give you your first, first feelings and opinions. Okay. Go ahead. Teddy Hart. Douchebag. Okay. How about his work in the ring? Dude's got all the talent in the world. Got an attitude, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with having an attitude, you know. And it ain't, ain't bragging if he could do it. But the dude's, you know, prima donna. I mean, he's a fuck up. That's what he does. He he gets opportunity, he screws up, you know. Prima donna. Yeah, I, I have to agree. All the talent in the world, but the kid doesn't have a fucking brain. It's yep. a shame. It's a shame. He's got I don't see why people. Talent. I don't see why people book him. I don't see why people book him. I don't either. I don't either. I, I I can't wait to see him and Necro just get it get it on and Necro just beat the living hell out of him. Oh, do they not like each other? No, I mean Necro beats the hell out of anybody. So yeah, there you go. Well, I brought him up. What are your feelings on Necro? Do you enjoy Necro? watching him? I, I like I like Necro. You know, I, I've been knowing Necro a long time. I met Necro when I first broke in. You know, I'm, he he's not a freaking the greatest wrestler in the world. I feel I actually feel sorry for the dude sometimes because like when I was at CZW and he was there. Man, you'll see him, he's all beat up, you know. And then, to me, that ain't worth it for me, you know. But that's what he loves to do, and that's what he knows how to do, you know. Like, the dude, but you see him out of the show, and he could hardly walk. He's hurting. His knees are all swollen. His elbows are swollen. His ankles are swollen. And, you know, that's just not me, you know. The dude ain't got health insurance to do, you know. I don't know. I, I like, but personally, I like Necro. I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. I, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about him. 
And I, I think I think him and Supreme, <laughs> at, you know, XPW, I, that's one match I'm going to be watching for sure. I, I mean, you'll be out there in the bleachers watching that one, huh? I will be out there watching that match. That's for sure. <laughs> I heard that. I, you know what, though? I think the whole locker room is going to be sitting out there watching that match. But yeah, that's, just, that's just my personal Two tough opinion. dudes, bro. That's two, 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 two tough dudes. Okay, let's see. Well, you've worked for him in uh, PWU, Trent Acid. I didn't work for him because he didn't run PWU. But I worked oh, with Todd, him right? in PWU. Yeah, Todd ran PWU. So, uh. Trent, you know, I, I, Trent, another guy had a lot of talent, drugs, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's his own bad, you know. If he can't straighten up, I, I had no sympathy for a drug addict. So, I mean, you know, and I, I, I grew up, my mom was a drug addict. My, like I said, my dad, I got adopted when I was a kid. I was I grew up in boys' homes. You know, I got adopted when I was 16. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I don't have respect for guys like that who piss you know, opportunity away because I had to fight and scratch for everything I got. I don't do drugs. I don't drink, you know, and when most of my other family did. I mean, 99% of my family are drug addicts you know, or, or alcoholics. And I, so I have, like, little tolerance or respect for that. But as far as entering ability goes, the dude's talented, you know, and he, but it's a shame that he screws it up. Hmm. I have to agree with you. Let's see. We have Jack Evans. Jack Evans. I mean, is he talented? Yeah, but I mean, well, you know, I, I don't get it. You know, a twelve-year-old a, a girl, you know, does that shit in the Olympics. You know, so or, or you can go. I can go to the gymnasium around the corner and uh, get a little ten-year-old girl to do that stuff. You know, do two flips, big deal. Yeah, well, he's working in Mexico regularly, and AAA's talking about having him move down there. So I guess he's doing yep. something right. No, no, I mean, Maybe. people like that. People like that. I don't like that. But people like that. So, I mean, I guess there's a spot for everything. I'm not knocking the kid, you know. I'm just saying how I feel about him. You know, mm-hmm. do I feel Jack Evans is on my level? Hell no, I don't feel Jack Evans is on my level. Yeah. I, I just hope that Teddy Hart doesn't fuck him up down there because they're a team down in Mexico. Nah. I just See, that's what Teddy sucks. Teddy the bridge. You know, Jack, Jack does his own thing, and I got to give Jack – I will give Jack credit for that because I give credit what credit's due. Jack's got a lot of his own stuff, you know, like the Japan stuff, and, you know, I'll give him credit for that. But as far as if you asking if he's on my level, hell no, he ain't on my level. Well, Who we else you got to see? A, we may have to see a Luke Hawks and uh, Jack Evans match down the road. I think it would be pretty and fun. Anytime, anytime, I'll put it on that boy. <laughs> so, uh, have you had any feelers to uh, come back out here, out west, up in NorCal? Has anybody contacted you? No, know, I thought come about out? it. Uh, actually, some group, uh, Fox City Wrestling, hit me up about coming out there. Um, still waiting to hear back from them. I don't know. Uh, I actually thought about moving back out to L.A., but I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff down here as far as movie-wise goes. I'm doing a lot more movies. And uh, like I said, I got two projects I'm about to start working on. I'm on a stunt team here. If you go to LouisianaStunts.com, you'll see me. You know, you can check out my profile and everything on there. And, uh, you know, so right now my, my, my business opportunities here, it's, it's smarter for me to stay here right now. So and plus, I mean, yeah. I got my son here. I got my son. This is my home base. Oh, I love to move out to LA, but you know, there's not a lot going on in New Orleans otherwise, besides my son and you know the movie stuff. So I'm trying to get more involved with that. Oh, I didn't. I haven't heard of heard of a, a feeler being sent out to you from Fog City. They are friends of mine, and they are sponsoring my show. I haven't heard about a feeler being sent out, but I, I think he'd be a, a pretty good addition to their roster. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They have a bunch yeah. of different talent. You know. They have, you know, the big Samoans. They have the, 
the uh, the luchadors, they have the the cruiserweights, they have a bunch of different um, styles, and I think you would jive, you know, perfectly with the product. Um, we talked you know, about the show. I'm saying that you know you would you would fit. You know right. what I'm saying? We talked a couple <laughs> times like the last the most recent time was uh, they came down to the movie premiere for the Dead Sleep Easy in L.A. and uh, we talked again down there. So uh, you know who knows what's gonna happen in the future. And uh, also y'all got y'all got Brian Cage over there who's a hell of a talent. You know. I'd like to work oh, with him. Oh, yeah. Brian oh, Cage, that yeah. on fire. So, that, he's I mean, the real it, fucking deal. He if I'm working with anybody deal. from that area, you know, I, I want to work with the best they got, and I think the best they got in North Cal. You said Adam Thorne, so, no, nah, I'd have to disagree and say Brian Cage is the best up there, you know? I, I have to agree. I, I have to agree. Brian Cage is top of his game now. I mean, he is no yeah. joke, man. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that because he's a, you know, he's a friend of the show, but he's just... He's just tight. Everything he does is tight, and you know and right. it looks good. Uh, well, let's go back to some names here. Um, Colt Cabana. I like Colt. Funny dude, you know, and uh, you know I, I like him. He's different. He's a different. You know, I like I like different stuff in the ring, and I think he definitely he has that old school feel, and he, he's also got the comedy. But at the same time, he can, he can put it on when he needs to, you know. So I think I think he does a good job. I have to agree. He, you know, he's one of the guys that that should have totally skipped the developmental and gone right up because he was ready to go right up, as opposed to having to go to Louisville and now in Florida. Yeah, but they so like to, they like to play with they like to play with you. You know what I'm saying? They like to see what you're made of. You know, so and they they like to they like to groom you their way, not anybody else's way. They want you groomed their way. They want you to do what WWE wants you to do. You know, not what you did on the Indies. So what you did anywhere else, not what you did on MTV, not what you did, you know. There's a there's a reason guys like you know go there and get and get you know sent to developmental real quick, and then there's a guy, but then you got guys like Paul London who go there and don't go to developmental at all. But I mean Paul is phenomenal. That dude is phenomenal, you know. So he went straight. I think he went to OVW for like a week, if yeah. even that, and then went went straight up to TV, you know. So that you know who knows. It's just, you know, I guess it's what they see in you. I don't know. Mm. Okay, how about CM Punk? I like Punk. Punk's another dude, nice guy, good gimmick. I think he had the right time for everything, right place, right time. All right, well, I I have a question here from uh, my boy up here, Marcus Mack. He's, uh, he'd like for you to talk about the San Francisco Fan Fest. San Francisco Fan Fest. What you want to oh, know right. about it? <laughs> you tell hey, me, brother. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I had a time of my life. You know, I mean, I think it. You know, I I, I actually feel bad for the guy Chris who ran the show, but at the same time, I don't feel bad because I talked to Chris throughout that a lot through that, and you know, he made sure I got paid. He made sure everybody that I got on the show because I got a lot of people on that show. You know, mm-hmm. I helped him out with getting a lot of people. Everybody I put my name on got paid. Only one that got shorter half his money was Ernest Miller. You know. But everybody else, and he still got ha- at least he got half his money, you know. So uh, he didn't lose he didn't lose anything going out there. So I'm glad, you know. I'm just glad everybody I got got taken care of. And uh, but I mean, that shit happens all the time. So you can't. I mean, what are you gonna say about it? You know, it, it, it was it was it was poorly ran. You know, they had three three people doing a job that you know, twenty people should have been doing. I don't know, and I don't live up there, so I don't know what kind of advertising they did or anything, but. Nothing. With names like that? Nothing. Oh, really? Nothing. 
See, nothing. I was under the impression that they did all kinds of commercials and everything. Things like that. Nothing. You know, you should have had the biggest show in the freaking United States at that time. So, but I was good. You know, I got to work at El Snow and Blue Meanie on the show, me and Alcatraz. And I got to hang out with all my friends and, you know, get paid and play with some ladies and, you know, do our thing. So, uh, you know, I did my thing. Well, you know, the the people that I talked to that are the boys that, that went to the shows and, and all that, that, you know, some of them got paid, some didn't. Some worked, some didn't. But there were there were good things. The interactions with, that they had with the fans, uh, also, you know, the, the networking that they that they got to do. So it wasn't all for naught. You know, I mean, right. people got paid, people got connections. You know, it was they got to visit San Francisco of all fucking places. Right. Most be- right. Not because I'm from here, but it's the most beautiful city in the world. That's oh, man, I love San Fran. I love San Fran. North Cal, I love North Cal. I love Cali, period. L.A., San Fran, that's all my spots, man. Mm. Okay. So, but, how did you, uh, how did they hook you up with WSX? Um, Kevin Colvin. Attacked you and... What, Kevin Colvin, or... Two years. Kevin Conrock called me about two years before it happened. He said, uh, he said, uh, you know, I'm working on something big. You know, I'm not going to tell you anything about it yet, but I just want you to know you're involved in it. You know, I think you're a hell of a talent, and uh, I don't think you get the recognition that you deserve. And, you know, they like Kevin had big plans for me for season two and stuff. Like, we we had already talked through everything, and uh, it was it was going down, man. And that, that's one thing that really disappointed me because I thought we did have a good product. You know, MTV tweaked some things. Like, I didn't like the little explosion shaking and all that stuff, but – uh I thought besides that, I thought, you know, obviously I didn't like the non-selling and everything, but we had a 30-minute show. They had, to, they had to do that, you know. So to get in order to get everything they had to get in, they, that's what they had to do. But Kevin talked to me, man, and, you know, I was totally down with the project, and he, he kept saying, I got faith in him. There's only two people in wrestling I ever had faith in, and that's because they never lied to me, Bill Barron and Kevin Kleinrock. And I'll take that to my grave. They're the only two people who's never screwed me over and never promised me something they haven't delivered, you know. So, uh when he said he was doing it, then eventually told me it's MTV, you know, and I, I was with Kevin the whole time, you know. I was like just, you know, I had his back no matter what. When other people doubted him, I had his back. I said, okay, you know, I'm I'm in it with you. So, you know, that's why when he called me about XPW, I said, I'm in it. You know, if you're doing it, I'm in it. So, you know, just don't, you know, I'm going to shine regardless. And if you don't want me to shine, I'm going to shine anyway. I'm going to make myself shine. So I might not be in the main event, but I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do to have them saying, have them saying hey, you know, Luke Hawks, you know, Luke Hawks, it might be good, it might be bad, but they're going to be saying my name one way or another, and, you know, if they say my name, it's got to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, as far as uh, the the way the WSX was ran, um, as far as the way they did their TV with uh, with GQ Money running around and all that shit, um, what, what did you look at the format? Really? Yeah, I hated the GQ money thing. Hated it. Hated that running around. I thought it was horrible. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, though, he was firing up non-wrestling fans. That's, that's uh, what got me. See, I, I, there I don't know. There was a lot know. of paper I, stuff in there. There was a lot of paper paper in there. There were fans, but there was some paper, too. So, I, I thought that. I don't know. I just thought he was over the top, you know. I thought he could have done less and got over better, you know. There's all the saying less is more. And, I mean, I'm not saying he had to get out there and say, ladies and gentlemen, now come into the ring, you know, but hmm. he could have did, you know, he could have t- 
tweaked it in his own little way. I, th- I just thought it was over the top. By the way, the Hornets are up 57-51. Boom. So, Bada bing. 58-51. Well, I, I brought up uh, GQ Money. What do you think right. of that wild motherfucker? You know, we, we, we've had our ups and downs, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, between me and him, I've never had any heat with GQ Money. You know, he's one of the, he's at, he is actually the guy that got my foot in XPW. He's the guy that gave me my start. He's the one who watched my tape because Vic gave it to him. And he's the one who called me and said, hey, we want to bring you in for this one show. So for that, I give him total credit on it, and I appreciate it. You know, I tried to help him. Him and Chaos had a falling out back in the day. And, uh, you know, and I don't want to say I took Chaos aside, but I, I feel that Chaos was right in the whole thing. And I just, you know, and, you know, GQ went and did his thing, and I, I, I felt well I stuck with the person who was right. But I don't have any heat with GQ. I like GQ, and we, we actually talked about it. And we buried, I mean, even though we, we didn't talk for a couple of years, when the hurricane hit, he's one of the first people that called me and said, hey, are you all right, you know? So I do have respect for the guy. Yeah, no, he, he is good. good people. He's got a good heart. Yeah, he does. You know? So, I mean, I, I can't say anything bad. I, there's nothing I can say bad about I can say I didn't like the WSX thing, but can I say GQ Money's ever did me anything? No, he's not. He's always been a gentleman to me. He's always been a nice guy. He's always, you know, you know, like I said, and if he ever needed me for something, I'd be there for him because, you know, without him, I wouldn't have been an XPW. So... Well, there you go. There you go. That's the that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. I don't I don't hold great. I mean, I like I said, I'm a, I'm a straight up dude. I call it like I see it, you know. And that 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 actually gets me in a lot of heat, believe it or not. I mean, I don't put up with no bullshit. I like to joke around, I like to have my fun, but I'm also serious. I don't let nobody screw me over. I'm a stand up dude, you know. If if I, if I'm saying something, you know, I'm a fight for what I'm saying. And that's why I'm I can't tell you how many fist fights I've been in backstage. You know, I got I I don't know if you heard, but I got a reputation, and that's just, you know, not because I walk around and talk shit, because I tell the truth. Motherfuckers don't like it, and I'm trying, I'm sorry to curse in the show, but it's just the truth, man. Mm-hmm. They don't like, you know, they say, they, you know, if you talking something, if you got a problem with me, I like, I always, it's, that's a problem. I always go somewhere, and they got people hating on me. You know, people in the back jealous, boys are jealous, this person is jealous, but they don't ever say nothing to my face. I'm the type of dude, if I don't like you, I'm going to say it to your face. You know, if you don't like it, oh well, you know. Do somebody. I'm not saying you got to fight over it, but, you know, prove me wrong, you know. But if I, I, I don't just like you for no reason. Like, I don't dislike Teddy Hart for no reason. I dislike Teddy Hart because he's a douchebag. I see the way he interacts with people. I see how he almost screwed up WSX for a lot of the guys, you know. There's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Uh, first time, you know, he was just a fake dude. When I first met him, he, you know, he, he was walking around kissing everybody's ass, but then, you know, acting like a prima donna. He changed his outfit, like. His street clothes, he changed his street clothes like four or five times, you know? And I was just like, what is this dude doing, you know? So, but like I said, <laughs> I, I don't say, him. <laughs> I don't say something I, I don't believe. If, if if I don't believe it, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to back a product I, I wouldn't buy myself, you know? That's you just go. me. So, and a, and a lot of people don't like that. I mean, for exactly. instance, you know, I mean, I, like I said, I, I've been in, you know, I've been in a million fights, a million fights because of wrestling, because I'll be at wrestling and somebody says something, well, I'll say something, they don't like it, oh, well, you know, and if, you know, they don't think, they, they think that's the problem is people think they can say whatever they want and get away with it or feel, you know, everybody has the right to their feelings, and people don't want to hear when they do something wrong or if they're screwing up, you know, people don't want to hear it and people don't say anything. If somebody goes, you know, or somebody's picking on somebody, I don't like, I don't like boys. I don't pick on nobody, you know. If I see you picking on somebody, I'm going I'm to stick up for 
the guy, now, now if you're doing something and you have the right to do something, do it. You know, if somebody gave you a reason to do something, if you got ribbed or, or somebody's messing with your girl and you're taking off yourself, that's a different story. But if you're just picking on somebody just to pick on somebody, you know, I've never been down with that. That ain't right, you know. And I've always stood my ground. That's how it is. And that's how I'll always be. And if anybody else, like I said, if anybody out there don't like it, oh, well. Well, you, know? you're, you're, you mentioned that, that you wouldn't endorse anything that you wouldn't watch yourself. And I've been getting heat on me from, from different places for, quote, unquote, jumping on the XPW bandwagon. And this is just me letting the folks out there know that's not true. It's, it's right. not fair. I'm back in this product because I believe in it. I have friends that are working for for this return, and they're hoping that something else comes of it. And I'll tell you, to be honest, if it wasn't Kevin and Chris running this shit and Dr. Keith in the office running this shit, I wouldn't do it. Right. I would not exactly. do it. Like I said, if because Rob was there, I wouldn't be there. Neither would have the guys. Chaos wouldn't be there. Supreme wouldn't be there. You know, there's a ton of guys that wouldn't be there if Rob was there. There's a ton of guys. So, I mean, that, that's the whole deal. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to see somebody that I don't like. Because, you know, there's a few guys that I didn't like, you know, but, you know, that's another story. You know, I'm the, I'm a professional. I, I work with what I got, you know. And, and like, like, like you said. Go in the locker room, shake their hand, how you doing, and then go on and get dressed. It's simple. Exactly. You be a man that's, 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 and you show respect. And that's I'll it. say, like, like, like you said, the whole, the whole project and bandwagon. It ain't a bandwagon. The people should be happy that XPW's having a show. Like I said, it, it doesn't matter to me that it's an XPW show. It's a show. People are getting paid. The boys need paydays. The boys need a wrestling. You know, we're not out here making millions. Of people in WWE ain't out here making millions of dollars. You know, the top guys, all John Cena's making money. Triple H is making money. Taker's making money. But, you know, a lot of other guys, they ain't making money, you know. They're they making $200,000. And that ain't shit to be on the road, you know, almost 300 dates a year. That's nothing. You know, these guys in the NBA or the NFL, they got off-seasons. They make it mean that once they're finished with their careers in the NBA or NFL, they don't have to go work a regular job. You know, they got a – how many guys you know are in WCW or, you know, ECW or, you know, NWA that are now, you know, selling cars for a living or, or running a restaurant or, or selling houses, you know? And it's not right because they beat their bodies up all these years, and now they got to go work a 9-to-5 after that. But these guys in the NBA and NFL, you know, who – Working, you know, not, I don't want to say not as hard, but it's definitely not as hard as a wrestling schedule, you know. And they, and they, they set for life. They don't have to do anything the rest of their life. Hey, mad props to them, but wrestling needs more money. Wrestling needs more respect. I mean, I quit CZW to go to PW because I didn't like what CZW was doing with me. I didn't think John Zanzi could book, you know, to save his oh, life. Don't even get me started. Don't but, even you know, get me started but, on that asshole. I'm glad that they're a good promotion and that they're running and they got fans backing them and they got guys wrestling every weekend up there or once or twice a month up there and making their money. You know, I'm happy for that. So, you know, if you don't like XPW, that's your problem. If you don't like Luke Hawks, that's your problem. But don't knock me for what I'm doing. Don't knock XPW. Don't knock CZW. Don't knock PW. Don't knock any of these promotions out there. Because, I mean, unless they just putting out this horrible product, go ahead, I would not There, Luke. Okay, Hello? that was, uh, yeah, I'm still here. I patched in my co-host. He's, uh, uh, he's doing something down there in San Diego. He, uh, he wants to hop in because he was a huge wild side mark and, and shoot him in. 
Let's see if we can get a clear signal now, Alex. Okay, Mr. Saint. You got a with stuff like that. <laughs> Mr. Saint, what's going on, brother? Hey, hey man, I'm just bored in Las Vegas. Oh, oh shit, man, I, Vegas. Man, how can yeah. you be bored in Las Vegas? What's wrong with you? Are you gay? Because I'm at work, man. I'm at work. When I get off the work, then I'll get back to it. Man, they got nothing but ladies in Las Vegas. I'd be down there <laughs> and it down. <laughs> so how's it going today, Mr. Lucas? Man, I'm just chilling. It ain't nothing. Hey, man, is there a Louisiana? I understand you live in Louisiana. You still live in Louisiana, right? I still. I'm in New Orleans as we speak. Uh, why do you choose to stay in New Orleans when you can move to somewhere? Because I know at one point you had lived in California. Why don't you move to somewhere, uh, like, you go in the Midwest so you can make uh, more bookings. Are you comfortable where you're at? Man, you know, I thought about I, I lived in Philly for a little bit. I lived in Cali. And, like, my, I'll be honest with you, my heart's in Cali. I want to go back to SoCal. I want, you know, I want to live in L.A. I want to do more movies. I got a ton of connections out there. You know, I just filmed a Three Six Mafia video out there, Pop That Body, Lolly Lolly. They're good friends of mine. They keep trying to get me out there. And it's like, but I think my son's here, dude. I got a 10-year-old son, you know. And, uh, mm. you know, it's like I, my, my brother's here. I got, you know, just my girlfriend's here. There's a lot of a lot of different things here that keep me here. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, what, I would I would be willing to move. I do. I do want to move. But it, it, the financial opportunities just have to be right. And right now, oh. like, I was actually thinking about moving to New Orleans last month. I mean, moving out of New Orleans to L.A. last month. And uh, I got these calls for these two movies. And, like, right now, the financial, op- you know, opportunities here. So, mm-hmm. you know, see, somebody throws something on play. I'm not going to move to the Midwest. I, I, I'm, I'm through with moving places for wrestling, dude. I've been in the game eight, almost nine years now. And, uh, you know, and, and it's good, but it, I, ain't making, I ain't making a killing off wrestling, you know. I'm not making a freaking – great living off wrestling nobody really is you know nobody on the indies is making a kill living off wrestling you know uh, so it's like I, I gotta do other things like the movie thing that you know supplement my income and a lot of guys uh, a lot of guys you know work a regular job and do this or do that or hustle just to get by and you know I missed doing that I missed you know so many things I missed my son's birthday year after year I missed his birthday last year I missed Christmas with him last year you know and I see the effect it has on him and I want to be here to be with him you know Unless I'm getting paid. If I'm getting paid and I can put money away for his bank account in the future, WWE, if, you know, even if I sign with WWE and win this, and, you know, I, even though they ain't making a killing, they still making money and they're putting money in the bank, you know. Or I could, he has something to show for it. Right now, you know, it's not my best interest to move to the Midwest to go wrestle, you know, for two, three hundred bucks a night, you know, for a couple nights a week. It just, it's, it's not worth it for me. I could stay home, you know, and pick and choose my wrestling and do my stuff down here and make, if not as much or more money. You know, and not beat myself up and get you know just as much recognition. Any other questions, Alex? Yeah, it got quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, Mr. Saint, are you still there? I I guess the bosses uh, come through. Well, Luke, yeah. um, I got Scorpio Sky on the other line, so uh, I appreciate you coming on the line, brother. Um, if anybody wants to uh, book you, how would they be able to do that? And myspace.com slash big fan of hot chicks. Let's go www.myspace.com slash big fan of hot chicks. If you go to Yahoo, you just go to Yahoo and type in Luke Hawks, H-A-W-X, on Yahoo or Google, and my MySpace will come up on there too. Hit me up, shoot me a message on MySpace, and, uh, you know, we'll get it talking from there. But, you know, don't talk to me unless you're serious. Don't, don't you know, don't email me saying you want to run a show when you ain't never ran a show in your life, you know. So. Cool. All right, brother. 
if uh, by some chance you get booked for Fog City, you let me know. We'll party after. We'll throw out Definitely a couple beers and then some. Or some girls. Cokes girls. Cokes for you, brother. So yeah. uh, thanks for having you on, man. It was. Hey, uh, that's right. Cokes and girls, bro. Nah, no problem, dog. Anytime. Cokes and girls. You coming down to the XW show? I can't make it. I cannot make it. I wish I could, but I I can't get out of them. I can't. I I wish I could. Well, go do your thing, man. Go do your thing, man. Coming on and no problem. Cut you off. your size on that XPW show too, man. But uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, Hopefully, we can get you back on so we can talk about the fallout from the show. Yeah, go ahead, man. Give me a holler. Just my space, man. So awesome, brother. Thank you for your time. And take care. Go Hornets. Yep. Later. All right. Well, that was Luke Hawks from WSX and XPW. And who am I speaking with? Welcome to Rubber Garden. Yo, what it is? It's your boy, Scorpio Sky. Ah-ha. Oh, another day, another dollar, 45 minutes oh. late. Time for you to <laughs> Yeah, my bad, man. I got to apologize straight off the bat. I was in a meeting that ran pretty late, so uh, I'm better, better late than never, though, right? It's all good. It's all good. We got about 14 minutes, so we're gonna we're gonna zip through this. Um, now I'm gonna give you the opportunity. You can come on uh, Thursday at eight if you like. Thursday at eight. We can get in a little more in depth. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I owe that to you. My that's my bad, man. I was very late, and uh, yeah, I will definitely call back in Thursday at eight o'clock sharp. I will be here. You'll be following uh, the boss, Chris Kloss. So. That's going to be uh, the sixth show. But we're going to we're not, we're not even going to talk XPW. We're not even right. going to even discuss it. We're going to start off with your CD. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, my goodness. The crossover. You know, I mean, it was, um, it was a little bit of something. You know, I mean, I've always been into music. I love music. I love rock music. I love, uh, you know, alternative music, hip-hop. I love everything, you know what I mean? And, uh it was just a thing that uh, one of my close friends that I've known for years and years, he was doing the hip-hop thing. And, uh, you know what I mean, I, I went out to a couple of his shows, checked it out, liked it, and uh, went to the studio with him. We laid out a track. track was hot, and then we ended up uh, just going on and doing a couple more. And next thing you know, we had a CD. That's basically how it happened. All right, well, you broke into Red Pro. I have to ask, have you ever gone on one of the world-famous Ron Rivera Tijuana shots? Have you ever Oh. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I haven't done much uh, as far as going into the Tijuana shots, but I have definitely been on quite a few of them and seen some crazy things going. Uh, ever since I got you know, held up by the federalities, I haven't really stepped back over there in a non-wrestling capacity, though. <laughs> so. yeah, I, don't, I don't blame you. It's actually kind of hairy now, so, you know, I've heard some horror stories about recent shit down there, so any gringos, it's not worth going down. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's been really hairy. But and but on the flip side, though, the product has been really good, so that kind of sucks. You know, they've been tearing <laughs> it up on Fridays, so it's a double-edged sword. You know, you could, you could go and take your chances of getting robbed or shot, but then if you make it, you get to see a hell of a show. But, <laughs> right, right, so definitely. You, you broke in with Rev, Rev Fro. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to step foot in the Rudos Dojo? 
well, honestly, uh, I, I originally started out at uh, the EWF School of Hard Knocks. I went out there with, uh, I followed Brandon Gatson there, and uh, I trained there for about a month, and then um, you know, some circumstances happened. I couldn't go back out there. And at the time, I was in high school. I was doing the backyard thing. Uh, by the time I graduated, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't very many options. I just wanted to get into wrestling. I wanted to do anything I could. And uh, I guess, you know, somehow Ron Rivera, uh, American Wild Child, he caught footage or uh, caught, you know, saw us live doing the backyard thing, me, Chris Bosch, Quicksilver, and he invited us to come out to the dojo. And uh, basically, you know, we didn't have any money. We were just in college broke as hell, and, uh, you know, he just said, come and set up the ring, help out at the shows, and, um, you know, I'll train you. And that's basically how it happened. Yeah, the, the, the Rev Pro product was completely different than I, anything I've ever seen. And, I mean, I, I go back to 1979, San Francisco Territory, and, I mean, I've seen everything, but that was just something completely different, and... There hasn't been anything like it since. Um, some people compare the, you know, Gorilla to it, but I don't think so because Gorilla brings in, you know, outside people. They're not all local. Um, right. You look, you look up and down at those shows for for RevPro, all the talent. I mean, you got your your Super Dragons down to Quicksilver, you, uh, Zokri, all the way down. I mean, you, I mean, hell, Goalie Howe. I mean, that guy was so fun to watch. Uh, right. Any, right. Any goalie house stories? Come <laughs> on, you brother. I'm getting obscure. Uh, you know, I don't know about the goalie house stories, but I mean, just as far as Revolution Pro goes, uh, I mean, you're right. It was definitely a product like nothing else. And if you really look at it, most of the guys that have success in Southern California in this area have some sort of Revolution Pro roots, whether it be myself, Super Dragon. The Young Bucks, Sonny Sampson, Chris Bosch, Quicksilver, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Disco Machine, Mr. Excitement, all these guys have Revolution Pro roots. And uh, it was a product like nothing else. It was a lot of homegrown talent, very, very good talent. The shows were always very entertaining, and it spawned a lot of um, different products similar to it, like Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and, uh, you know, I mean, you got Chikara that's a lot like Revolution Pro. And it was really groundbreaking. It basically took Southern California wrestling and changed it and made it hybrid when it was, at the time, it was all big, you know, pumped up, gassed up guys that were just doing straight American style. So Revolution Pro is exactly what the name was. It was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. So uh, when, you were, when you're in the Rudos Dojo, who did the majority of your training? Um, we would train at, in the beginning about two days a week, and we would train under American Wild Child, and we would also train under Ebony Blaine, Disco Machine, and Mr. Excitement. And then from time to time, there would other guys would come in, like a Super Dragon or a Taro, the Havana Pitbulls. A lot of different guys came in, King Faviano. Uh, but I would say for the most part, it was under American Wild Child and Ebony Blade. And um, I, I also got to go ahead and say Mr. Excitement. He's, uh, he's helped me a lot over the years, uh, not just as far as uh, the actual in-ring goes, but as far as the mental thing of the business goes. And he's, I've, you know, I told him he's kind of like a wrestling father to me. 
Uh, he's definitely overseen a lot of the things I've done. So these are the guys that really guided my career and helped me get along. Well, now that you're you're working regularly for Jesse up there in uh, Bakersfield and Covina, and what, what are your feelings on Jesse? And before you answer, I'm going to give you mine. Um, Jesse teaches the guys the proper way how to work in this business and, and proper respect and, and all the way up and down. He's one of the few teachers that actually teach properly. Um, right. What are your opinions on Jesse as, as A, a trainer, and B, a promoter? Uh, well, as far as a trainer goes, you know, I mean, I'm at the EWF School of Hard Knocks every week out in San Bernardino. I'm training there. Um, they have a great facility. The thing about Jesse that um, draws me to that product is the fact that it is so much like Revolution Pro in the fact that it is a lot of homegrown talent. It's young guys that are, you know, hungry, and they're good people. They're honest. And uh, Jesse, as a trainer... Uh, like Ron does teach you not just how to take a bump and how to roll. He teaches you the tradition of the business. He teaches you, uh, you know what I mean, how you're supposed to act as a worker, as a wrestler. He doesn't just show you how to get in the ring and do moves. He shows you how to be a professional wrestler, a professional above everything else. And I, you know, I got to give him an A for being uh, a great trainer. Jesse is a great trainer. And as a promoter, I mean, EWF runs uh, basically every week, and they're drawing every week wherever they are. The numbers don't yeah. lie. You know what I mean? There's, you have to just think about it in terms of who else out here is running on more, a more consistent basis than the EWF and drawing what they're drawing. It's really amazing. It even amazes me. Well, we only we have a couple minutes. So uh, I'm just going to run down some names, and we'll do the name game. Oh, okay. Here we go. In depth so that we can um, kick more kick more uh, Scorpio Sky knowledge on Thursday. All right. First off, Super Dragon. Super Dragon. Uh, Southern California legend. Mm. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Super Dragon, when he puts a match together, you know, it's he's a hell of a storyteller for me. Um he, it's just amazing what he can do as far as enticing the crowd without being able to show his face. That right. amazes me. And that's his magic. Right. Amazing. And even amazing. Super Dragon nowadays at, you know, I mean, 480 pounds can still <laughs> electrify a crowd just as much as he did, you know, year, you know, five years ago. So, I mean, he's got the standing power and he's got the fan base. Okay. Uh, my My personal... SoCal favorite gimmick of all time, Disco Machine. Disco Machine. Um, you know, he's he's an entertainer, you know, and he's uh, he goes out and puts on a show and and you know a similar thing, you know, he's got standing power, you know, he's been around for a long, long time, and he must be doing something right because he's still in the game and he's still able to entertain the people. So I've never seen him live, but uh. He was up here in March for Fog City Wrestling, and he wrestled Nikki, the New York Knockout, and right. that was fun, fun stuff. And they, they, he's just awesome, and he got over like, like gangbusters here in San Francisco. He was just over, and I hope they continue to bring him up. Um, I was, I was in the, the venue before the show, and he was, you know, doing something in the ring, and 
And I walked up to him and said, hey, man, aren't you retired? He said, oh, dude, come on, this is wrestling. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, if wrestlers don't retire, they die. That's basically yeah, what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a good dude and a hell of a gimmick. And, you know, he he had a really good match with Nikki. Well, there you go. I brought up Nikki. What, what do you think of her? Nikki uh, has improved a lot. Um, she's She's been around a couple of years. Uh, again, also Revolution Pro Roots. And uh, I got a chance to see her recently in the past couple of months, and, I, and I've been impressed with her progress. So I think she's just going to keep getting better and become a better wrestler. Here's the million-dollar question. Do you think she's better in the ring with the girls or the boys? Hmm. I think I'd have to say I think she's better with the uh, with the guys just because of her size and the style she wrestles. She kind of works a lucha style. So when you put her in the ring against some of the girls that are smaller than she is, it comes off a little awkward uh, for her to do like quesadoras and, and moves like that. But when you put her in the ring against the guys or someone bigger than she is or similar to her size, I think it's it's a lot more competitive and a little bit more entertaining. Mm. Yeah, the the show before the, uh, the, the uh, March Fog City show, she worked Sumi Sakai, and Sumi's little. She's really, mm-hmm. really dinky, and Sumi was working heel, and it just, just didn't click. And I right. was like, okay, this is a you know a sleeper. I'm gone. I'm gonna go you know go grab a coke or something. And then I saw the match with Disco, and I was like, oh, whoa, wait a minute here, because um, I've seen her matches with Little Cholo, and I mean that guy just kills her. And he just right. kills her. And she just she's a tough back. girl, you know. So when she can get in the ring and 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 just take a beating and all, I mean, I I saw a guy at uh, uh, an epic show just beat the hell out of her, and she just kept coming back, you know. And so that that's that's a, that's a story there, you know what I mean? That that's really entertaining there. Mm-hmm. So I, I would definitely like to watch with guys over within with the girls. Mm-hmm. Well, we are out of time, boss. Ah, my bad, man. My bad. It's all good. <laughs> Thursday. All good. Thursday, definitely eight o'clock. Hear that, folks? We are going to have Scorpio Sky on for a full hour. We're going to run down. I'm going to. We're going to run down everything. That's all I'm going to say. Definitely. Is everything. Um, someone wants to book you. Someone wants to contact you somehow. MySpace.com backslash Scorpio Sky. Just the way it's uh, spelled. Sounds. Uh, Hit me up, Scorpio Sky. You can also hit me up on my email, Scorpio Sky, the number four ever at yahoo.com. But the best way is MySpace. Come on now. This is the year 2008. MySpace runs everything. So just hit me up, myspace.com slash Scorpio Sky. Awesome. Awesome. Better late than never, but thanks for your few minutes. We'll have you back. Uh, I apologize. I will get you on Thursday. It's all gravy, baby. Don't worry about it. But uh, it's good having you on for the few minutes. And we'll be talking to you Thursday. I appreciate it, man. Take care. All right, brother. Take it easy. All right. Okay. Bye. Wow. We shot 15 minutes there with uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, we just scratched the service. We're going to have him back on main eventing the – he'll be in the final segment of our XPW uh, spotlight shows. Wow. Luke Hawks, you blew me up, brother. I'm blown up. But let's run down the plugs. FogCityWrestling.com. Upcoming show, July 5th, Kizar Auditorium, San Francisco. Get your tickets now. Uh, Rikishi is on the bill. Eric Cannon, Brian Cage. Um, one of the main events, a rematch from Beyond the Mat, Shooter Tony Jones and Mike Modest. 
Wow. Um, if you want to contact us, myspace.com backslash rubberguardradio. Um, or you can hit our archives and check out some of our columnists, rubberguardradio.com. And let's run down the other sponsor, wrestlewarehouse.com. Um, Lucha masks, DVDs, all kinds of different swag. Uh, Jeff's running a special. Buy three XPW DVDs. You'll get one SoCal Pro Wrestling DVD free of charge. Um, either they'll pick it for you, or you can go through the selections that they have and put down in the comments section what DVD you want. Um, like I said, you get anything from this year, good stuff. Uh, last year, Ultra Clash, September 15th, 07. There's a great Anchors Away match. Uh, see, it's Slim and Pierce, if I remember right, uh, which was good. Uh, it was just a bunch of good stuff on there. Um, WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, check them out. Uh, well, we are out of time, and I'll talk to you all on Thursday.